Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. What's up? Oh man, Toronto, you're cool. Damn, Toronto. What a good city. That was real fun. We had a good time. You guys are out of your fucking minds. Out of your minds. I think people only like think like Americans are out of their minds and maybe some of like Latin countries. But then, <laughs> then I went to Toronto. I was like, no, you guys are out of your mind too. <laughs> How do you think they were out of their mind? Well, just like, you know, very sweet party gals and boys. Yeah. A lot of swarming. Yeah. A lot of, sw- oh my God. Thank my you person. for making us feel like Justin Bieber because goddamn, did I feel like Justin Bieber? Yeah. Shout out to Rachel for making the cutest little book, handmade books. Guy. And listen, listen up. Ladies and gentlemen, dude, Rachel, this is a great, th- I love thoughtful gifts. She like made us each little customized packets of places we should go, food we should eat. And I ate at several of the establishments. I, we, yeah. That, that 24 hour Mexican place we went to. Yeah. Sneaky D's. I went to El Catrine cause Tommy and I were going to go anyway. And then I was like, well, now we've been recommended it twice. So yeah. now we got to go. It was fucking phenomenal i took a three-way date well we were gonna go to library bar but it was playing jazz music that steven couldn't be around because he's a music snob and so we left but but it was beautiful <laughs> that bar was beautiful does he not like jazz or the jazz was good jazz. enough bad him? jazz okay. it was i even thought it was bad jazz but i don't um, like jazz really in general it's a beautiful it was a beautiful place mm-hmm. and never all the other stuff it was so that was so thoughtful right Rachel. I like that you just you just you just casually said we took a three way date. There. Yeah, I mean that's how I want I want her to know the impact that she has made. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was that was amazing. The fa- I, I've never, <laughs> the, I think it was the first or second show at the Royal, mm-hmm. which was like three hundred ninety people. We sold out all three shows. Yeah, we got there and we're like, wow, this was uh, way. Back. I thought it was like a hundred and fifty seat theater. So did I? I and then like, I was no like, way. oops. <laughs> um and we walked out first of all one of the people that attended the shows was like walking into the employee's office and i was like no 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 sir come over here oh god and he had a beer in his hand and i didn't want the staff to the staff was trying to get him out yeah and he wouldn't go so i was like dude and then he looks at me he goes whoa hey christina i'm like yeah get the fuck out of the theater yeah and then when we walked outside Stephen and i walked outside you had already been saying hi to people and then like these screaming girls and i was like Oh, I love you, ladies. And then and then I uh, started talking to people, but then I was like, this is Steven. And everyone goes, ah! Yeah, it was... Uh, Steven. <laughs> Steven was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I hid Tommy in, like, in the back corner, yeah. but then some people recognized him. And, I, and then I love when sometimes people think Tommy is James. Oh, really? And then <laughs> another girl will inevitably go, uh, no, that's her best friend, Tommy. He's gay. <laughs> and like, they'll get very annoyed that they don't know the difference. <laughs> Between Tommy and James. It's wonderful. <laughs> Toronto's amazing. I went to uh, a sex club. Yes. And I, I got to give a shout out to Oasis Aqua Lounge <laughs> because they have, first of all, we were playing one of the segments during our live uh, Guys Effect Experience show. Um, we take half of a couple outside the theater oh, right, right, so right. they can't hear. Mm-hmm. And this one girl was had recommended to me, that was like the fourth time I'd heard that club be brought up. So I was like, okay, well, on our free night, we're going to go. And, uh, 
And we got in this lovely lady uh, explained to us the rules. She mm-hmm. was like, uh, no one should be touching you unless you explicitly give them permission. And if that happens, you contact one of us and we will kick them out. No one should be watching, like, like standing over, hovering over you, watching you unless you are okay with that. And you give them, I was like, okay, there's a lot of consent going on. I like it. And then we walked in and we weren't in our towels yet. Cause there was a hot tub and a bathtub or not a bathtub, a pool, oh, okay. a heated pool and a hot tub. And, uh, there's three levels. Was it clean? Yes, dude. Okay. So clean. Okay. There was no. There was one of the rules was you can't fuck in the hot tub, but you can fuck in the pool. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was like, I hope he, there was not. You didn't fuck in the hot tub because that's so. Um, you can. I get, didn't fuck. It, anywhere. You can get an infection in your vagina very easily fucking in water of any sort, but especially hot tub because I think because of the heat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not good to do that. Yeah, I didn't want to fuck in any. I didn't really want to fuck anywhere. It, I didn't. I really enjoyed it. It was the best. I mean, this is only my second sex club experience, but it was. It was really fun. The people there were amazing. There was young people, old people, good like all all races, all different types of couples. It was really awesome. And uh, I think where we went first was the hot tub. And I went in. I just kept my underwear on, but I, you know, you were allowed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there was a girl in the hot tub. There was an older Indian couple that looked like my friend from middle school's parents. Mm-hmm. Like she, they just reminded me of them so much. And they just they were just looking around like. This is new. Okay. And uh, they were really sweet looking. And then there was this girl across from us, from Stephen and I, and uh, she was on some kind of drug, I think. Uh-huh. But she was just going and going about stories about her mom and stories about... And then all of a sudden it just got this... Everyone just went really silent. And then I was like, you know when you're in an elevator and like no one's talking? It's kind of like that, but we're all naked in a hot tub, guys. Right, guys? I just try to make jokes the Did whole time. Did anyone laugh? No one laughed. <laughs> Not a single one. Were people having sex actively that you saw? Yes. Okay. Not in the pools. And then yeah. we went to the pool. And I was just in a pool naked. I was so proud of myself. That's I was just, very comfortable. That's just fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. With people my parents' age, with people that like... 18 would be like just there was all kinds of people and we we're all naked in this pool yeah and i was like look at us guys and then we were having fun and then we wanted to go back to the to the hotel room because it was it wasn't sexy yeah. but it was really fun I, I it know. felt debaucherous but not in a turn me turns me on kind of way yeah and when we were in the locker room co-ed obviously we're all naked in front of each other anyway so Doesn't we don't matter. need to yeah. we don't need to separate and i was getting my clothes on and there was just this this guy this naked guy with his with his penis out you know it wasn't it was it was flaccid and people he was standing like near the entrance of the locker room and he just kept going sorry 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 mate sorry sorry and i was like what was he he was just saying sorry because people kept uh running into him and he was like sorry so and then everyone in canada that stereotype that everyone's very polite is is true yeah at least in the sex club locker room and everyone was just going bumping into each other and they go sorry 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 and it was so funny i felt like it was an episode of seinfeld oh my god yeah <laughs> it was amazing it was fun yeah. i had a good time in toronto yeah that's not toronto oh my god we're really? gonna get emails it's not toronto it's toronto oh. i mean it's spelled toronto but then anyone who hears us say that says it like oh. says it's like nails down a chalkboard toronto well i had a similar um i had a similar uh weekend uh i found a uh zit in my pussy lip so <laughs> Same thing. So it's almost on par, you know, I would say. You can get zits there? Apparently. 
And it's a zit. Well, you know, know I was so zit. thankful. I, 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 over my course of my life, I've gotten maybe like five zits in there. I, I mean, there, it makes oh, really? sense because there's a lot of moisture down there. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, well, I was just like, because I'm always constantly making sure everything is down there. Like, there's no Clean. bumps. Yeah. And, you know, because I don't know, you know, cancerous things just oh, feeling yeah, around. And I, I was like, I, they're going to think your razor bird is herpes. Yeah, no, I felt like doesn't a matter pressure. If you have herpes. I felt like... <laughs> I felt like a good, good, good one. Yeah. I felt like a pressure there. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I'm is like, God pressing I'm like, his thumb up I'm against just like my back. I'm on vagina. the toilet, like opening up my vagina, like looking around, looking around looking town. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a bump and this is red. And then I was like, let me just let this bump sit for a day. Yeah. And see, we don't want to go crazy. Yeah. We don't want to make calls. We don't need to 24 hour access period. Obamacare if he doesn't need to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. And then let it, Obama sleep. Then the next day it had like a little head. And I was like, oh, it's just a zit. Isn't that fun? Isn't that great, guys? Guys, it's just a zit. So maybe don't be a hypochondriac. Sometimes it's just a zit in your pussy. But then sometimes <laughs> it's, it's cancer. <laughs> so this is my, this is my Tom Green um, moment. <laughs> Except like you did not suffer. <laughs> well, it, it, before he had, you know, when he in the stage where he was just feeling his balls. Oh, just right. feel around your pussy. You can get a cancerous bump in your vagina. Like, um, well, I mean, it probably would be skin cancer, but you can get cancer anywhere. You can get skin cancer on your pussy? There's skin there. Is there not? Yeah, I mean, but you're I not in the know. sun. Yeah, but people who like never are in the sun get skin cancer. That's true. Cancer people just... get lung cancer who've never smoked. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Hello. Sorry if I ruined that for anyone. <laughs> Everyone dies at the end. <laughs> I'm just... You should have watched it already. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm in the your process. fucking fault. I'm in the process watching it. Not everyone dies. Uh, I figured not, but... um. <laughs> All right, so... So that that was fun. Thank you so much, Toronto. Um, oh, well, okay. I, this is this was the order of things that happened for me. Okay. I watched Audrey and Daisy right. on Netflix. It's a documentary. If you, you, We've been talking about it. You yeah. know someone who has a Netflix password. Make them give you their information and watch this movie. And the people you know are not us, so don't ask. Yeah, don't ask us. Because <laughs> um, I'm actually borrowing my Netflix password from my roommate's mom. So like, Oh, I'm borrowing it from my mom, too. Oh, it's yeah. cute. <laughs> um, so only five devices at a time, guys. Um, but I watched that movie. I knew I was going to be mad. Yeah. It's about rape and how our justice system does not handle sexual assault. I didn't finish it yet, so don't ruin it. Does everyone... Everyone it, gets raped. It ends happy? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very happy. Kumbaya. Happy ending. Well, it, you know, it was just... It was a... I'm not giving anything away. You, you're going to get mad when you watch it, oh, but yeah. you need to watch it and you need to get mad. I was mad five minutes in. Oh, yeah. I was mad before I watched it. Right. I was I mad was, at the trailer. Yeah. Um, and... It follows two women. One committed suicide because she was raped and no one fucking believed her. Spoiler alert. That it's it, That's in the trailer. I don't care. It does. That doesn't matter. Well, it's also in the news. I knew about a, lot, a couple of these incidents yeah. before the documentary came out. And then another woman, a uh, young woman uh, did not commit suicide. She was, she was raped and then by her brother's friends and dropped, they dropped her off on her parents' front lawn in like 20 degree weather. And she almost died of, of being out in the cold and they took her to the hospital. Yeah. They took her to the hospital and the sheriff in this person's town, um, wanted to handle the case very swiftly and look in, started the investigation very early. And then by the end of the investigation, he was saying like the worst things I have ever, I like loved him at first. And then I hated him more than I've ever hated anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, that means it's a good film because they uh, made you feel all the feelings about someone. They really did. I mean, I was crying the whole time, but, uh, but it's just like, you know, these defeated women, the, the, both, both the woman who killed herself's parents were interviewed. Right. And then the woman who didn't kill herself was interviewed as Audrey well as her parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then they talk to a bunch of other women. There is a scene at the end where it's just a support group of women who are all sitting there with their moms and they're, they're all going around talking about their rape. And then the moms are like trying really hard not to cry and they're being so stoic about it. And, and I'm just so sick of women having to collect themselves about this shit. Right. And not, and, and then be shunned by their town and called sluts because they were raped and no one believes like, and it just, it just reminded me like when after Toronto, um, after both shows, um, more than one woman came up to me, like with a tear rolling down her cheek. And, and I knew it. I, when that happens, I'm like, you were raped. And, and mm-hmm. I just, I know that in my head. Cause that's always what it is. And, um, and it's just like, these women are so strong and so composed, but like, I'm so sick of seeing that. Yeah. Why do we have to be like, uh, I, I don't, what, what is the other option? I don't know. Crying a ball. That's not going to help either. But like, well, I think sometimes you're being I'm so strong for yourself, not strong for other people. Yeah. Like, you know, cause it's how you deal with stuff. sometimes you have to be strong for yourself. Yeah. We just do, get yeah. through the day, but I'm just like, there is something so wrong with our fucking society. If, if rape victims are just sitting back in these shadows and being ignored and not having justice and, and being shunned, for being sexually assaulted. And then these rapists are just going around. They don't, I still can't figure out what the problem is. Do they not know they're raping? Do these young men not know that they are raping women? Well, I think because I think what are, what we think of as rape, even as women, a lot of times before it happens is like someone we don't know jumping out of a bush, attacking us and then forcing his dick inside of us. I think that's a lot that, but that's not really, I mean, that, that is also rape, but that's not of course really the common kind of rape at all. So I just, I just, I want to start, I want to start, I don't know how to do this, but I know that I can look it up on Google, but I want to, how I, consent needs to be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's what it, I mean, that's well, Blair a huge and part of the problem. Actually, we're just on their way to Rutgers University to talk about consent today. I just saw it on, on Instagram. Oh, really? To yeah. teach kids? Yeah, I mean that's in that's in college. I mean, I think it probably hey, should start, any age, but I think it should start earlier, like yeah. in high school. You probably want to start talking about it, like nips a problem in the bud before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think I think finally, at least colleges are starting to be like, yo, we need to talk about this. But of course, things are happening you know, are being solved in liberal markets first. So like the liberal, you know, Rutgers is in New Jersey. So the coasts usually go first and then it works inward. Unfortunately, I just, every fucking story I hear about rape is just the rapist is like Aaron Glazer in our comedy community is a rapist Mm -hmm. and he is walking. I don't know what he's doing right now. He's not being booked on any more shows because we've shunned him on social media because the, the one of the people he raped it was reported and nothing fucking happened. Mm-hmm. So we turned to social media and then we're getting criticized for saying something on, on social media, but the police department isn't doing anything about it. And right. this fucking asshole is walking around the New York city comedy scene. Like he's hot shit. Now he's not. Now his reputation is ruined forever. Mm-hmm. I hope forever, but like, that's fine. Like it's just, it's, I don't know. It's we, I want to try and figure out what the, the root of the problem is and then really try to make something happen. I'm going to research how a law gets made or how it gets proposed and try and 
fucking i don't know do petitions work maybe they well, do I i'm think, so sick of hearing about I these think stories unfortunately the problem with this is it's like beyond like you can make all like the laws you want but this is like something much like racism like a, a, there has to be a social cha- a change in people the way people think yeah. so you can you know laws can be created but laws can't change the way people think it only can How, yeah. kind of stop them from doing things because there is this uh threat of being punished right but you know like with religion i'm like it, religion confuses me because i'm like if you didn't if you didn't believe in god would you just be at like murdering people like i don't understand right that. anyway I, I wouldn't do that you're either, you're being a way. good person for god <laughs> like be a good person for yourself but um yeah no i mean our, our, our country's a huge mess and i think this is a great lead-in to uh the debates that we watch Ugh. i mean if we want to talk about the treatment of women we need we need we need to look further than the debate that we all watched on monday uh senor trump versus <laughs> Uh, Hillary Clinton, Hola, Secretary Trump. Hillary Clinton, badass bitch of the universe. Yeah, she uh, schooled him in the debate. It was so satisfying to finally watch him be baited by <laughs> whenever he disagreed with her with something she said. He goes wrong, 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 like a fucking toddler. And oh, then it was the most childish thing I've ever seen. It was seen. heinous, but it also was very satisfying to see. But there's another example of a woman going. They're there. Okay. Okay, Trump. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and then after the debate, you still have people. Brit Hume said she, on, on Hillary's recent debate performance, she looked for the most, um, uh, she looked composed, smug sometimes, not necessarily attractive. This is one of the many uh, comments on Hillary. So if she's composed and doesn't fucking explode on him like, like I would, this is why I'm not running for president, among many reasons. She would be crazy. But if she if she keeps it cool and doesn't say anything and kind of gives him the huh, OK, she's smug like and then her looks have nothing to do with anything. And just like the amount of people commenting on that, it's like it's yeah, so it had, sad. Well, first, first off, Donald Trump is also not good looking. And, and secondly, <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a 68 year old woman. Are you judging your grandmother on how she looks like? What the fuck? You sh- Number one, you shouldn't be judging anyone on how they look. That has for no- president. That has nothing to do with how you run a fucking country. Nope. In fact, I'm more comfortable with someone less good looking running the country because that means they spend less time in the mirror every morning. They get up, they put their pantsuit on, they go out and they do their fucking job. They sign some bills. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you like? It's such a, it's such a distraction from the real issues, the things that we are worried about. We, we worry about, uh, aesthetic and likability. Neither of those things are fucking important when you're running for president. This isn't a popularity contest to like, and I know, and it's just, it's very interesting to me, like the words that we're using to describe whatever you fucking think about Hillary Clinton. This woman has done a lot. And I know people are like, yeah, she's committed a lot of crimes. Shut the fuck up. Honestly. Yeah. She's also been investigated by them. Eight, eight. There was eight investigations on the email thing. There's many mm-hmm. investigations on the emails and Benghazi. There was no legal wrongdoing found any bullshit that you have on the Clinton foundation. It, like the, the one shady donation that was made is actually approved by the United States government. Hillary had nothing to do with that approval of the donation. Like watch last week tonight, this past week, and John Oliver will break down the scandals on each party and it will articulate. He articulates just how dangerous it is to say that Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are equally bad people or equally scandalous. Like he calls Hillary on her shit. But then when you look at Trump, you're like, oh, this guy. Right. What? Well, and also you can release your tax returns even if you're being an audited. 
Well, and also NPR.org did a really great fact fact checking of the debates if you want to go. And, you know, NPR, uh, obviously everyone's like, well, these places skew liberal. Well, they're respected news outlets, so they're going to report the news pretty accurately. I mean, there's a little bias in everything, but you can't just like make up facts like facts are facts. Um, And uh, what I was getting at is just like the the terminology people are using with Hillary. Like we've we've just never seen this in any male male election. Like you it's not appropriate to refer to a woman who is secretary of state who has done all the work that Hillary Clinton has done as a a bitch or a cunt. Like I called her a badass bitch before. That's a little different. But like that's empowering people like calling her an actual like with anger a a cunt no not appropriate just not it's not and it's it's this isn't a comedy show this is the presidential election of the united states of america yeah i mean i wouldn't call sarah palin a cunt i don't like her but it's just not it's like if you're getting to these levels of things it's just not appropriate anymore and it's also such a gender specific uh like hate hate word it's just it's it's so indicative of the amount of sexism that still runs runs through the veins of Americans in, in in a lot of parts of this country where we can watch that debate and then Hillary still gets criticized over what she said, how she looked, how she said it, the tone she used. Yeah. And Donald Trump lies most of the time, won't it won't release his tax returns for a reason he is citing is not a reason. He doesn't know what a blind trust is. He, this guy is so fucking stupid. Well, he's and actually racist. acting. Yeah, he's acting. In, he's acting in a way that wouldn't be appropriate in a no, high school presidential election. Never mind the presidential election for the United States of America. It's and, just inappropriate. And God damn, racist. I what, the sexism thing. I don't know. I hope one day that gets solved. Racism. The racist bullshit that's <laughs> happening is like, oh, God damn it. Well, yeah. And it's like, I kind of like, I know people are like, I, I, I don't like when you guys get political. And well, um, I don't like my this, vagina is political. And I don't like it's part of right. there are laws governing my vagina totally. and your vagina. So we're getting fucking political. But also, and I, and I don't honestly care if you stop listening to podcasts. It's fucking go time. This is probably the most important of a fucking election that will happen during your lifetime. And you have two choices. I'm not saying that's how politics should be. You have two choices. The choices are Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And it's not only is it stupid, it's very dangerous if you're voting for Donald Trump. And if you're saying I'm not voting for anyone, you might as well vote for Donald Trump. And I truly believe that. And uh, just just make a smart choice. And also, you better fucking be registered to vote. Yeah, I was was just going to say, if you're over 18, um, look it up. Just Google it because the voter registration, the deadlines start in October. Okay, so it lists every state and what the exact voter registration deadline is. So look it up on Google. You'll find it. Yeah. MSNBC. It's extremely important to vote. If you don't vote, you are a lazy person and you should you are not should not be welcome. It's your civil duty. God damn it. Just do it. It's infuriating. Uh, And then, I mean, going on, Hillary Clinton mentioned this briefly in the debates um, about Alicia Machado, who was the first Miss Universe that won after Donald Trump bought brought that pageant. And uh, I was like, oh, I got to get into this. Like he referred to this this winner as Miss Piggy. And then I was like, and I'm just sitting there going, what? 
the fuck? And then she released these videos where she, in, Alicia Machado is interviewed at length. And there are clips that they're not edited. It's just Donald Trump outright talking about her weight, saying that she was, this is someone who likes to eat, that she gained. Oh, what a bitch. What that a she whore. gained uh, a significant amount of weight after she won. <sighs> and like he body shamed her. And this woman ended up having like a ton of eating disorders because here she is. She won this huge contest. This was like, the biggest opportunity that she had ever gotten. This powerful man is not only privately, but publicly commenting on her weight. Like this is a childish person. This is not yeah. a person who is fit to be president. And also, I mean, go back and watch that debate. Was Donald Trump entertaining? Absolutely. If this was last comic standing, my vote would go to Donald Trump. Hell yeah. However, the vagueness in which he answered almost every question. He's like, we're going to do a lot of things. We're going to get a lot of stuff done. Hillary Clinton was facts, names, strategies, dates, things I've done, reasons, confidence. And also she should just win for not fucking punching him in the face. Honestly, I that. give so many props to homegirl Hillary Clinton yeah. for not punching Donald Trump in the face. And Donald Trump was interviewed after the debates. Mm -hmm. Like, so a couple days ago. Mm hmm. And about Alicia. Mm -hmm. And he still said she gained a lot of weight very quickly. It was a huge problem. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. Really? You stupid as fuck. So normally I would say normally. <laughs> I can't believe it. I feel like I'm a crazy person. Well, he, yeah. Normally I would say it's important to vote for this particular election. I'm going to say it's important to vote for Hillary Clinton. Guys, we fucked officially endorses Hillary Clinton for president, president of the United States fucking 2016. If you have a problem with that, we don't give a shit. And you know what? Polity, the, one of the big reasons that politics are part of the discussions that we sometimes have on the podcast is because we are not, a, we are very much against bitching about things and not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So one way you can do something about the laws that you're not satisfied with, vote for people, vote in your local elections because that's where it starts. That's where the roots of everything comes from. These these local politicians who move on to the Senate and, and then maybe move on to become president. Yeah. Just vote, be informed, research, do your research, yeah. read as many articles as you possibly can. Try and find as sources that are unbiased and that can be a challenge sometimes, but Right. Educate yourself, you guys. Yeah. Like, it's really cool to have casual sex and all that. But more importantly, yeah, fucking is awesome. But like, fucking vote. But more importantly, what I hope you take from this podcast is that you have you do if you take the necessary steps, you can have a lot more control over your life and over the outcomes of things than uh, I think you even know. Um, on that note, hey, guys, <laughs> we're back. Do you want more guys we fucked in your life? Well, you're in luck because we are doing two bonus episodes per month when you sign up for Howl. Um, so there's a very specific code you have to go to. It's a, a, a URL. Howl.fm slash GWF. You can do a one-month free trial. See how you like it. We've already done two bonus episodes. They're really fun. We're also going to have bonus pictures and videos and shit up there. It's just $4.99 a month, and it also gives you access to other podcasts. And I'm actually was going to... Um, uh, do like a thing where like I recommend my favorite podcast you can also find on Howl because mm -hmm. I love podcasts and there's a lot of great stuff. It's like the Netflix for podcasting. You get a lot of other access to other bonus content. Um, so go to howl.fm slash GWF. 
You can download the app on your smartphone and then you can have more episodes of Guys We Fucked in your life. Yeah, one's already up there. And we just recorded a really amazing bonus episode with Tommy while we were in Toronto. It's so good. It's so interesting. We take time to do things uh, that are a little bit different and uh, a little bit more in depth than we would do on the regular podcast. So make sure to go to howl.fm slash GWF. If you don't go there, we don't get any credit for sending you there. And that's also a way you can help out the podcast. Because some people still email us like, I want to donate money. Sign up for Howl. Yeah, that's it's better. Four ninety nine a month, much more helpful than sending us money. And you get something back. <laughs> yeah, you get love so you. much stuff back. Um, and another way to support the podcast uh, is to buy merchandise. We, you've been begging us to make merchandise since the podcast started. It's over two years into it. We finally made uh, merchandise, and the best I'm thing about this merchandise now. is that it's designed by a fucker. Uh, the wonderful Elise Perry designed some wonderful, wonderful graphics for Sorry About Last Night and guys we fucked these are available on t-shirts tank tops hoodies and tote bags uh just go to sorry about last night comedy.com and go to the merch section it'll bring you to our uh, merchandise provider which is represent they're awesome they're reasonably uh priced and make sure if you're getting a t-shirt and you're a woman there is a different there's a female fit that's noted um but we also do have a unisex fit if you just like something a little boxier if you're a man uh if you're not sure if you're gonna sleep in it if you're gonna wear it to the gym just wear it they're really cool and we appreciate it and um it really helps get the word out about guys we fucked and sorry about last night uh and if you're in new york city come see us live yeah glamour plus is tonight at 7 30 coasted by wendy starling at myself at zinc bar which is 82 west third street um the doors open at seven we're almost sold out for this but even if you can't get tickets in the link in this podcast we do reserve a bunch of tickets at the door that you can buy so if you just show up at seven you can get a ticket it's 21 and up and then we're going to all go in a field trip to Corinne's show because it's her birthday. I hope, not, I hope not all of you because there oh. won't be room. Okay. <laughs> uh, but some of you uh, come to Nacho Bitches at 11.15 p.m. tonight at New York Comedy Club. It's 241 East 24th Street. Uh, tickets are $10 when you use the code Nacho. Again, make sure to use that code. It's cheaper and we get credit for it. Co-hosted by Blair Saki and myself. It's my birthday show. Uh, it's almost sold out. It might be sold out by the time that uh, this is airing but it's going to be really fun. And we have a special surprise guest who you're going to fucking love. Uh, and then here are our tour dates. Uh, all tickets for these tour dates are between 20 and $25. A couple of the venues are 16 and up, but just check the website, give them a call. We're trying to make it as young as possible, but there's not a lot of juice bars where you can do comedy. So bear Sorry. with us. Uh, Syracuse, New York on November 2nd, we're going to be at the funny bone. A uh, special note, if there's any Anyone who goes to Syracuse University who would be interested in being like a street team ambassador, just email us at sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. We'd love to get the word out on the Syracuse campus. Albany, New York, November 3rd at the Funny Bone. Hartford, Connecticut, November 6th at the Funny Bone. Irvine, California, November 9th at the Improv. Los Angeles, California, November 10th at the Comedy Store. That one's almost, almost sold out. So please buy your tickets ASAP. Phoenix, Arizona, 11 11- 11, make a wish stand up live Ontario California November 13th at the improv San Francisco we're sold out sorry we love you Indianapolis Indiana uh November 16th crackers Columbus Ohio I know you're a fucking fun city November 17th at the funny bone Chicago Illinois November 18th at the Anthe- uh, at the Anathenium <laughs> Theater. Just go to our link and it'll be spelled and pronounced right. 
uh, and that one's a, a pod, a live podcast taping. All the other ones are the experience show just a heads up. Oh, yeah. And the last scene on this is Cleveland, Ohio on November 20th. We will be at hilarities, but before that, you're going to be in Newport, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Good thing. The good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. you were, you think you remembered that. Uh, <laughs> and then just a heads up, uh, there's two other dates that we wanted to promote. Uh, one is for Newport, Rhode Island. That's just going to be me, Corinne. I'm at the, uh, rogue Island comedy fest on on Saturday, October 8th. Go to rogueislandcomedyfest.com for details. I'm doing like three shows that day. That's such a fun little place, but I swear to God, if you drink and drive, I will beat you senseless. So much drunk driving in that town. Oh, Fucking really? chill out. Get an Uber. It's unbelievable. Oh, don't drink and drive. So you. uncool. Dumb, dumb. Uh, and then we're also still going to be uh, in New Orleans for Hell Yes Fest. October that, 12th. Yeah. And that's a Wednesday, October 12th. Uh, we've never been to New Orleans. My brother's going to be there. It's going to be really fun. And we're excited to see ghosts who play jazz. Yeah. All these links. <laughs> I know there's so many links and dates and everything. Uh, it's all in the description of the podcast, as well as on Sorry About Last Night Comedy dot com when you cook with fresh ingredients it, your meals taste better they're better for you so it's important to know where your food comes from man i can't read out loud blue apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients you make incredible meals they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers family-run fisheries and ranchers it's less than 10 for less than $10 a meal. Blue Apron will deliver you seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. I've been talking about how my parents are using Blue Apron. One complaint I have is it really makes you cocky about your ability to cook. And when we were at the Jersey Shore, my dad brought his Blue Apron recipe cards, but he like improvised and like changed some of the ingredients because he thought that like I'm going to be a chef ed. And then I went home that night and I had to make Stephen pull over and I projectile vomited in a Wawa bathroom while an old lady was trying to digest her meal from earlier that evening. It was very unfortunate. So Blue Apron does instill a sense of confidence in your cooking. Just make sure it's not too much confidence. Customize each recipe every week based on your eating preferences. Each box, it's easy to follow. There's a recipe card. Check it. Uh, check out their website. Go to the this week's menu. You can get two meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash GWF. That's blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Blue Apron. They know what they're doing much better than you. Yeah, Blue Apron. <laughs> Dad, stop improvising with, with the cards. <laughs> and thank <Please>. you <laughs> to our second sponsor for this episode. It's Audible. Do you love books but find that you never have time to read them? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I Actually, do. absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, audible.com has the perfect solution. Get audiobooks and listen to those books you've been meaning to read while on the go. Oh my God, it's like a podcast for books, guys. But it's like a book being read to you by a person. Oh, this, it's like nice. So you can like read me a pretend story. you're a child again. I know at the gym during your commute. I like how they made some suggestions of places that you can listen to things. Uh, audible.com has audiobooks from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers and business information providers. Their app is free and works on iPhones, iPad, Android and Windows phone. You can also download and listen on your Kindle Fire and over 500 MP3 players. I mean, do they even make that many? I had no idea. I don't think they do. Uh, and unlike a streaming or rental service with audible you can own your books so you can access them anytime and anywhere right from your smartphone audible.com also has the great listen guarantee if you decide you don't like the book you chose no (laughs) No worries worries. 
Damn, that's really nice. Thanks, Audible. You can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another another title anytime, no questions asked. That seems don't, like the don't worst. Don't be a jerk and take advantage of Audible's business niceness. Business model. Yeah, Audible isn't a fucking library, guys. Uh, and just for our listeners of guys we fucked, audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership. So start the school year off right. Go to audible.com slash GWF today to start your free trial Again, that's audible.com slash GWF. You know, when I was in high school, we had to read Pride and Prejudice, but I was like, I can't sit still and look at something for very long. So I went to my library and got it on cassette tape. And then like my best friend, Melissa, and I would just like blast Pride and Prejudice and roll our windows down. And it was like, it was just so freeing. Wow, you're a better student than I am. I just went to Spark Notes. See, I would, I would, and but it, dude, if Audible was around before, when, when I needed Spark Notes, yeah. I would have just... Had the book read to me. God damn. I remember the summer I was reading A Tale of Two Cities uh, for like high, the high school reading. Like, you know how they give me yeah. a couple books over the summer. And I would just take like long naps. <laughs> a tale On of the two- book. <laughs> I would just go up to my room and be like, I'm going to read A Tale of Two Cities now. And it was just like me taking two hour naps. <laughs> And your mom was like, wow, you really into that book. I know there's two cities. I it's mean, crazy. the amount of naps I took as opposed to the amount of books I read, <laughs> just pretty amazing. Really? I'm really, I, yeah. And, but you know what? At the end of the day, I think the nap was more important. Yeah. You need to sleep. Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm, I've been tired since I was like 12. <laughs> anyway, oh, speaking of tired, mm. email us guys. Um, sorry about last night's show at gmail.com is our email. Um, I'm going to read this email doesn't have a subject line because it was uh, sent to us through our website. Sorry about last night comedy.com. Um, and okay. Hey gals. Uh, my wife is currently pregnant and we have had a pretty active sex life. We are both in our early twenties and, uh, right before she became pregnant, we were starting to experiment sexually with each other. We realized that after marriage, our sex life became more comfortable. And because of that feeling, we thought we should begin exploring since we felt a deep connection to each other already. However, she is now pregnant and the sex is lasting on her mind. I'm having trouble finding a way to be intimate with her. She has told me that having sex while pregnant does feel different to her, certain positions hurt, etc. And I totally and utterly respect her boundaries. Since her hormones have increased, I've pretty much become a, become a horn dog and am having trouble finding an outlet because I so badly and desperately want to connect with her. Even if we just make out or do something, uh, some simple sexual stuff, it would be, it would fulfill that desire. I feel super inadequate and my self-esteem has dropped immensely because of this situation. It really sucks because I have talked to her about all of this and she assures me that she is still super attracted to me and still wants me sexually. It's just an awkward time for her. For the record, this is our first baby, but I guess some advice, uh, if any can be given, would be super helpful. I really just want to be able to approach the conversation in a new way or get a fresh perspective. And yes, masturbation is definitely the easy way out, but I crave my wife. Thank you so much for being so open and positive feminists on a mission to change the minds of, of viewers as well as making them laugh in the process. Uh, you know when your husband impregnates you and makes his pregnancy about him? <laughs> I do. I <laughs> I've do. never been pregnant, so I don't know. Um, I, you know, it's not about you right now because there's a baby growing inside your wife's uterus. Mm-hmm. And I know some women, uh, when we talk to Wow. Yeah. At her house. She was super pregnant. She did not want her husband or her boyfriend at the time going near her. Mm -hmm. And that's just what how she felt. Yeah. And that's fine. If you Angelina Jolie, 
and you're like, I feel more sexual when I'm pregnant and I want to fuck more. Good for you. That's great as well. Yeah. But everyone is so different during a pregnancy. I can't speak from experience because I've never been pregnant. But I got to say, when I come home from a night and I'm a little bit tired and Stephen wants to bang, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I just say no. And I feel I feel a little bad part of me. But then I can't imagine having a child growing inside of me. Maybe I'll be super horny. Maybe I won't. But um, I think maybe take this opportunity. If you want to feel more connected with your wife, do things with her. You don't have to bone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just going to say, just like take be, her to a museum, be more romantic, maybe try to veer towards romance instead of sexuality for this. I know nine months is a long time and I know that you and are probably after she has the baby. She's probably not going to. Well, can't you have can't sex have sex for like right three away. weeks yeah. after, I think. Um, but, you know, just give give her some time. I know that's it's like almost a year. That's a long time. Yeah. But also, you know, a creature is growing inside her. That's like yeah. fucking crazy. That's awesome, man. That's, Women are awesome. That's just, that's just like, I don't even know. That's what? That's crazy. And I mean, if that, that's got to be frustrating, though. If you, you're you excited about this baby, you, you're taking care of your wife, and then if you're horny, you're horny. Like, I get it. I totally get it. But uh, masturbation, I don't think, is the easy way out in this case. I think it's the way to, yeah. to, to come. Or I don't know. I was going to suggest mutual mutual masturbation because actually Stephen and I do that a lot and it's really fun and it's really hot. I, I don't think she's going to want to do that. But I don't think days. she's going to want to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously you can make some suggestions, but if she doesn't want to do it, she don't want to do it. Yeah. And you can't push her. Yeah. Because she's carrying a child. Yeah. This is the one time where you just kind of, this is like, her, you know, kind of like her babyzilla moments. Like, you know, there, <laughs> there's, there's a bridezilla and there's a babyzilla and there's like two times when you kind of just have to put up with it. And I know it's like, it is your, both of your child, but, but like, she's got to push that thing Think how much her... work, more work she's doing right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not to like give women more credit, but like, we, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. You really got the easy, the easy. Her end body's of changing. That. Yeah. Her hormones are changing. Yeah. Her vagina is about to push out a baby yeah or if she gets a c-section she's about to have a baby ripped out of her yeah so i think just yeah take some steps be more be more romantic uh, do romantic things and that does not always have to include physical touch or something that's going to make your dick hard hold a hand yeah how about you hold a hand yeah give her a back massage (gasps) oh damn boy you want to be husband of the year yeah Give a massage or a gift certificate to a, uh, to a, there's types of massages you can get when you're pregnant. Prenatal. Right? Prenatal massage. Yeah. And if she's, but if she's too pregnant, just don't rub her feet because that can induce early labor. No way, really? Just a heads up from a former spa receptionist, Corinne Fisher. Sometimes when I'm not feeling like horny for Steven and then does something really nice for me. The horniness just comes all rushing back to yeah, me. Yeah, women love giving thank yous with like blowjobs. Oh, hell yeah. So just never for it's maybe yeah. I will happily mm-hmm. suck your dick mm-hmm. after you do something so kind and nice for me. Just always remember that. I think we're not gonna we don't advertise that. No. Because if you don't know, want it, you don't wanna. But just know that it's on the table. Yeah. Um I fucked a murderer. Oh, what? That's I didn't, but that's oh. the, <sighs> that's the title of thank our God. Of the subject line? Of our uh, newest email. Uh, hey, ladies, <laughs> please don't mention my name if you happen to read this on the podcast. No Will worries. do. <laughs> uh, so here's my deal. Let me preface this by saying that I am married. My husband and I have been happily non-monogamous for eight years now. Anyway, while on a business trip last October, I ended up walking to the same restaurant each night for dinner. There was a really cute server there that I ended up chatting with one night who happened to be getting his shift uh, as I was leaving. 
I decided to invite him back to my hotel for a couple drinks and possibly more. We talked and joked for about an hour. He was very open, charming, and has a sweet, vulnerable side to him that appealed to me. Things escalated rather quickly, and we started to get naughty. Because I like Mm. it rough, I asked him to choke me while we were having sex. He did. Really hard. So hard that I had to tell him, are you a murderer? No, just kidding. So hard. <laughs> I was like, no way. That I had to tell him to stop twice. <laughs> you a murderer. He apologized and explained that he was a jujitsu trainer and that, quote, <laughs> sometimes he doesn't know his own strength. Red I mean, flag numeral. I was no. going to say the fucking red flags here. We ended up fucking until 6 a.m. I left for work at 7. He visited me later that day at work, even though I didn't give him the address. I just added that. Um, and we kept in touch pretty regularly for almost a year up until a few weeks ago when he was arrested for a in all caps brutal murder this is a picture of him oh i saw it she includes a link um you know there's a lot of stuff uh the just reading from the url without even going to it it <laughs> says charles dean bryant murder killer jackie van de griff dallas texas grapevine burned dismembered denton Hazlitt. <laughs> i just gave away his name but i don't think that's oh gonna, that's okay there's doesn't there, really matter well Char- charles is charged with capital murder after authorities say he killed burned and dismembered 24 year old jackie after their last names here but whatever um rest in peace well, she's dead yeah. yeah i know it yeah our fam just for family privacy whatever it's well, i mean yeah it's an alcohol it's just after it, meeting it's at fuck, a bar it's fucked up guys it, it's I, fucked up I, read this fucking article it's awful if you want to be if you want to feel more scared going to bars than you already did um so the writer goes on i have uh, been a wreck since i found out i was in shock for 24 hours fell apart shortly after due to how close of a call that could have been for me no kidding yeah no and shit. now i'm not sure how i feel i consider myself to be a very intuitive person and good judge of character. I can't seem to wrap my head around the fact that the person I got to know and spend time with could actually be capable of these things he's being accused of. I'm ashamed I put myself in such a dangerous situation. On one hand, I obviously feel awful for the victim and her family. On the other, I feel sympathy for the kind person I knew who was sitting in jail, possibly awaiting the death penalty. My friends think that I shouldn't feel sympathy for someone who could do such heinous things, but I just can't help it. I even wrote him a a letter saying how confused I was and that while I absolutely do not condone the actions he's been accused of, I recognize that he is a human being who is suffering. I just want to understand it all, I guess. Am I wrong to feel this way? Was it stupid to write him? Will I ever find closure somehow in all of this? My husband feels like, quote, it's a crazy thing that happened and I'm glad you're safe. I can't sleep. I've been drinking every night and it's all I can think about this week. I feel helpless advice. Mm. Okay. So you fucked a murderer. <laughs> this one is interesting. Um, first of all, uh, like all the, the spectrum of emotions you're going to, through are certainly fine. I mean, if you've spent you spent a long time with this person. You spent a year talking to him just because, I mean, just because you dismember a body doesn't mean you've never done anything good or nice in your entire life. Quite simply. I mean, Quite you're simply. right. Those are, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, obvious. some, I, this is not just a mur- murder. This is a brutal murder, as you pointed out. And th- th- this is something where I truly believe there has to be something very mentally wrong with you. I can kind of tell from the picture. So I don't want to, I don't want to say like, man, well, yeah, maybe you, you should have been able to <laughs> That's God, you didn't up. fucking know he was a murderer. I no, mean, he's, you know what? These pictures, uh, he's handsome. Seven, he's a good looking guy. Right. A very well trimmed beard, fashionable, handsome man. And it doesn't, that sucks. But that's why he's probably able that, to, to yeah. do something like this. I mean, 
part of this this is oh, interesting because I, I wonder if he's done anything like this before because this is isolated is seemingly his, his ex-girlfriend though has a, had a restraining order against oh him. right 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 that's and true. part of that restraining order was like he has kiddie pools in his backyard and that's really weird and then his roommate noticed that one of the kiddie pools was gone after the murder oh somehow part of the murder wow yeah fucked up oh my god yeah you did nothing wrong though and it's okay that you didn't realize he was a murderer when you met him. Right. You know, that's not, however, I'm going to say just meeting someone at a bar when you're out of town alone on a business trip and bringing him back to your hotel. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Seems it, that's There's some risks. I know. Like, I don't, I'm not sure how old you are. And like that kind of doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, obviously like I, I'm a little more judgmental I mean, towards I people in their early twenties. When I was in my early twenties, I cannot believe the stupid shit I did. Honestly, yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm alive. Yeah. And cause I mean, it, it, it's, it's great that you and your husband have, um, a non-monogamous relationship and are open and you were able, you were able to talk to your husband so openly about this. And he seems to have been so supportive, but just because you and your husband have a lot of freedom in your relationship, you doesn't mean you can kind of just run around with this freedom. Like you're still living in the real world where the same dangers that exist for single 24 year old girls are existing. Like it's a very dangerous world out there. And while I think we want you to feel, we don't want you to feel shame in your sexuality. You you really, you got to be constantly playing defense. Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Being, uh, being alone in a hotel room with someone you just met, it's just, there's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of risk involved for your physical safety. Yeah. Because I mean, even if you're, though you're in a hotel room, there's people in rooms probably to the right and to the left. There's a concierge downstairs. It doesn't, it doesn't take very long to murder someone. No, it can take a second. I haven't, I don't have personal experience either, but but I can't take that. You can whack someone over the head and, uh, or gosh, gone. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not saying you didn't have a connection and I'm not saying that he didn't truly like, like you for who you are. <laughs> and it's, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong that you wrote him. I think it's okay to question that because I That's think sometimes confusing, man. Yeah. I think sometimes what we do with people, once they've committed a crime, we kind of just fucking write them off and that's the end of them. And I certainly do believe in like rehabilitation, but this is yeah, that this guy, there's a lot. It takes, a, he done fucked up. Yeah. There has to be something very deeply wrong with you to murder and dismember someone. Oh God. Yeah. You did nothing wrong though. You, there, there wasn't a lot of signs that he would, there wasn't signs outright that he was a murderer, uh, but also as women, we, I feel like we notice or detect signs sometimes. And then we don't trust our gut. That's happened to me so many times. Right. Luckily it was never with a murderer, but like, it happens a lot and you, it's not anything against you. You did nothing wrong. And, and, and what a mind fuck it is to meet somebody and go, wow, what a charming. Wow. And then he fucking dismembers a young woman that could have been you. Like that's right. horrifying. I get it, but you did nothing wrong. Stop, you know, pick yourself up. You got to have some days to like get over it. I get it. Yeah. It, you have to so go get through back on your feet. Uh, you have to go through kind of like a, a weird mourning process. Yeah. But also, I mean, just take into account the things that his ex-girlfriend said. And obviously this poor woman who is now dead. Uh, and, you know, you had a year with this guy, but sometimes you just got to stand up for like women in general. And like, this is obviously someone who has a problem, even though he didn't have a problem, like respecting you, he has a problem respecting women and things like being right out of the gates, being when he, you asked him to choke you being like super aggressive about it. Those, these are signs that this is someone who has an anger problem and, and some kind of a weird deep hatred. Towards I, women. I, I had a fuck buddy, uh, Nico <clears throat> from this podcast who did jujitsu 
he didn't choke me like that. So yeah, that's a little weird. That's not, yeah. But now, you know, there, there's one thing you learn next time this happens and someone goes right for the choking and they're real little too excited to choke you and they're a little, do a little too hard. Maybe it doesn't necessarily mean they're a murderer, but just take it as a sign of caution. Yeah. That's it. From and every mistake, we learn a m- bunch of things. Yeah, and your husband's dope, and just keep talking about him with it. And maybe, maybe just I would say maybe take a little break from being non-monogamous. And like, I don't know how frequently you do it, but it's probably t- this is a probably uh, a time where you want to kind of go back to the safe zone, which is your husband. Take a little time there, regroup, and then you can go back out into that world. I think that'll mentally help you a little bit as well. Word. Um, okay, so I think we got through everything we need to get through. We covered, you know murders pregnancy uh dating women it's great um so so right now we're going to play for you the episode that we recorded live at the royal theater in toronto it was a sold out room like 390 people so fun amazing so amazing this was part of the just for laughs toronto uh comedy festival and our guest is a wonderful comedian someone who i've followed since the beginning of my career i was so excited to have him on he has a wonderful new show coming out on ifc uh the day after halloween or like two days after halloween called stan against evil christina and i watched the preview oh you guys it's so so fun and scary and interesting i'm funny so excited yeah Please give it up for Dana, Dana Gould. to hold the show because there was an excessive line at the bar. We were, so. like, we were like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How you guys doing? Thanks so much for coming out to a sold out recording. This is so exciting. Yeah. Corinne, how you like it in Toronto so far? Great. I didn't, I was like, mm, I wasn't prepared to sit on a stool, you know? <laughs> I, sometimes you need to know if you're going to sit on a stool. <laughs> I guess you I'll be half standing. Can you see it now? No. Okay. Hey, everybody. That really resonated with every. Our comedy speaks to people on a deep level, you know? A lot of people who didn't know how to sit on a stool in this audience. We're just changing the world. How's everybody doing? Cool. Hmm. This is our first day here. I'm so excited. This place, you guys have the biggest mall. Holy shit. Yeah. Big <laughs> we like to shop shout out to that guy I like that the one guy in the room was like I got it that's also a very polite Canadian heckle that's what, exactly what I thought we were going to get <clears throat> we enjoy shopping recycle 
recycle any vegetables. <laughs> Did you do any? We parted ways for a little bit to like venture off. Did you? Mm-hmm. You bought candy, right? I bought a lot of candy, which just pl- my boyfriend accused me this week. Well, because I was trying, I, w- I told him I was like, you need to stop smoking. And then he was like, well, let's talk about your candy addiction. Oh. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, is that even a thing? You don't have a candy addiction, do you? Well, but then I went to the, whatever your CVS is here, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know why shoppers delight. And, uh, Drugs galore. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was in the candy aisle, and I was like, what? They have peanut butter Kit Kats. Didn't know and that. And then you have airheads not in the original airhead shape. You have them in like bite pe- See, you didn't even know this. So maybe I do have a candy addiction. There are, things could be worse. <laughs> Good for you. What did you do on your on your little time off? Yo, I went to that big ass mall. Uh-huh. And then I went to stores that were way too expensive, and then I got real sad. Mm, that's always fun. And then I went home and took a nap. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like to, I get sad a lot when I go to malls, though. My favorite place to get sad is to go into the the puppy store. Oh yeah. And then fall in love with each puppy, and then leave. Do you ever get go to a puppy store and then you have like that protester outside that ruins it for you? Well, like, I mean, puppy mills, which are bad. I mean, they're yeah, not no, long. those puppies are being treated horribly. But I don't want to think about that right now. I'm but they're at the there, so I'm gonna play with them in the glass and then leave them. And then they're going to be worse off than they were before. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, mommy? And I'm going to be like, just kidding. No. <laughs> Maybe for 10 minutes and bye. Never mommy again. just got a new couch. She loves you, but not that much. <laughs> so at the top of our podcast, we usually read... Uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 this is good. I don't know what to do. Oh, how to sit? I so will... Well, to be honest, I have my period. It took all oh. the energy that I had in me to get into these pants. And this wasn't, this just wasn't the position that I was ready to be in. Well, girl, your period body is banging. Because I look pregnant when I'm on my period. I feel so bad for anyone who like... I was like, why are they clapping? A true hero. Get in your chair, Corinne. Now I feel like I'm just on punishment. Well, now we have a table for drinks. No, this is going to be great. With this, this all worked out. Dana will be super confused when he comes out. Oh, yeah. sorry, that's the guest, that's but you don't guess, know what the sh- fuck that means. We forgot um, that. And, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be good. I actually had a pregnancy scare. You did? Well, it was food poisoning, but I really thought I was pregnant. Right. And the, here's the thing. I had a CVS brand pregnancy test. I had two just on lock under the bathroom counter. Uh-huh. And... You know, there's two little spaces that a line shows up, and if both spaces have a line, you're pregnant. And I was watching it, and the first space that's the one that you're pregnant started filling up with blue. And but you're it's a, you're looking out for a line, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? This is a circle. <laughs> and I took three, and they all did that. But then true blue, guys. That's true blue. Told me I wasn't pregnant because uh, digital is easier for me to read. But I'm like, what? What? This is gonna suck. Never had a pregnancy scare before. But wait, are you? Don't you? You're on birth control, and you also always use condoms. I know. But I was like, the <laughs> almost impossible, Christina. Well, you would think. <laughs> but then I was like, the bloat that I have, I don't think I've ever had that kind of bloat before. 
but it's because my dad cooked us a uh, blue apron with pork and not only pork but I we're gonna so have to edit that now <laughs> I felt so bad because he worked so hard on it he was so proud of it and he plated it and drizzled it with shit and I was right. like okay I'll eat it and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just pork guys we fuck podcasts we'll talk about your cunch but we won't badmouth blue apron they're a wonderful company. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, oh, so wait, by a round of applause, who's just here because they love comedy and were curious? Okay. Oh, that's So fun. I feel like those people, they wa- they're like, let me give these uh, sluts a chance. Give and the then they come in and we spend the first 10 minutes just talking about periods and bloating and they're like, I didn't want it to be this, but it was this. You're getting us in Sorry for letting form. you down. So at the top of the podcast, we always read emails from listeners who write us with problems, array of problems yeah. that we get every day. Mm-hmm. You know, my, uh, you know, I want to do anal, but I don't want to shit the bed problems. Right. To more serious ones. Yeah, no, I was like shitting the bed during anal right up there with Syria. It's just... Oh, Syria. Oh, is that too much for you? Are we in Canada now? Don't say Syria. That's racist. That's, um, I can't oh. even believe she said Syria. Like, I'm going to totally tweet her about this. Well, when I get tweet a share, her, no one gives a shit. Okay. Tweet her a crying emoji. Wait, what'd you say? She got me a chair and no one clapped. And I was like, come on, you clap for her. Well, I was going through a struggle. You were, you were. I was going to say, because I, I was going to, I felt bad, but I was like, I'm going to have to go up to the higher seat at one point but now Dan- uh, the guest is just going to be above yeah. us like he is in the comedy rankings anyway so it's fine right right okay oh that's good it'll be kind of like the Olympics cause you know when you win right. the gold First you're higher place is higher cause they're like just in case you didn't know that I won the gold I'm also going to stand above you yeah <laughs> and then sit there while my national anthem plays fuck face <laughs> <laughs> I like it it's like kind of demeaning it's nice so, uh, is there anyone in the audience who would be interested in coming up on stage and telling us all about their problems, uh, whether it be serious, like I don't want to do anal sex and shit the bed, or I was more like, serious, in the front row. like sexual assault? We talk about that all the time, unfortunately, yeah. because it happens. Shit, I don't, I can't see. Whatever, it, whatever it is, <laughs> right here. <laughs> huh? Oh, oh yes, you. We saw you before the show. Come up on stage. I mean, this feels fake, but. It's not. <laughs> Thank you. This is great. What's your name? Karen? Karen? Is that beautiful? Okay. Thank you. So give her a round of applause. Yeah. We just, ch- we just changed the whole thing. Hi. How are you? What's your name? Hi. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm glad I wore so much makeup tonight. I wasn't uh, expecting... <laughs> expecting this. Quite the crowd, right? Yeah. What's your name? Um, Sean. Sean? Hi, Sean. Hi. That's what I was going to guess. I was like, you look like a Sean or a Tom. <laughs> One of them. I usually get Kevin, but Sean is, is Kevin? Close yeah. Why? I don't know. People tell me I look like a Kevin. I want to name my dog Kevin so that when I yell at it, I feel like Catherine O'Hara in Home Alone yelling at her son. Kevin! Hi. Kevin! <laughs> you know? So what's up? What's going on? What problems do you need help solving? I've I've been single for a while and uh, I would I would like your guys' advice on meeting the right wait for it woman. 
I was going to say, which one do you I like to fuck? Yeah. I was going to guess, what? yeah, when you introduced yourself as Sean, I was like, oh, you're like yeah. an Eddie Izzard, but um, less famous. Now, what would um, you classify your... Do you, are you in the LGBTQIA element of P spectrum? <laughs> or do you... Aren't we all at this point? Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> uh, when people ask me to describe myself, I would say kinky funster. Kinky funster. Sounds awesome. Oh, like sexually. I thought just like just in general, like you're applying for a job. Like, Sean, tell us a little I'm about a yourself. I'm a funster named Sean. And I got dope shoes. Now, Sean, do you dress like this all the time? No. Okay. No. So you did it for us. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I, if I knew it was going to be this hot, I would not have worn these tights. Oh, yeah. Those are winter tights. I know, Come on, right? Sean. But see, that's, that's the thing. See, I, I, don't, I, don't shave, I don't shave the girls, as, okay. as I call them. Mm. Do you shave your pubic hair? I, I, I take care of it. Like, I, I, I neaten things up. Oh, Isn't that's that what nice. everyone, everyone just neatens Consider. things up now, right? Yeah, you just trim it, you move a lightning bolt, I don't know. Right, because like when you look at, you know, poor, like all the girls have the shaved beef, it's like, ooh, like it's, it's a little too much. Yeah. I don't want to... No shaved beef for you. <laughs> no shaved beef right here. How do you normally meet women and it's not working? Um, that's a good question because I've, I've been in a couple of kind of long-term relationships. And, and at what point do, do you meet women usually in in your outfit and the wig and stuff? Or do you, I don't know. Um, I've, I've done both. Yeah. A- and expectation. And when I, when I meet them, you know, not like this, when I meet them with like, uh, you know, five days growth and, and looking like I just played hockey, which, you know, I, I do. Of course you do. <laughs> You're so versatile. Right? So much hockey. If anyone needs hockey someone on their, on their team, by the way, because I'm looking for a team. So if anyone needs, needs a sub... Please. Uh, so when right, you focus, meet women, Sean, are you in a hockey jersey with a beard? <laughs> and a wig, yes. And a wig. No, no. Oh. Um, I've, I've tried both. But it, when I meet women just normally, it's, it's a question of how soon do I bring up. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, right? When you show them your closet of so your wait, fucking wigs and beautiful dresses. You're, you're, the, you, it, you're a transvestite, Yeah. Because yeah, not a drag I mean, queen. Yeah, a, a tranny. I mean, if people call that the T word. Isn't we not I, supposed to say that word? Well, no, right. but I am one, right? Yeah. See, that's, it's all like a, a conversation, like, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Be proud, baby. Yeah. So at what point when you're dating a woman, do you tell her that this is something that you like to do? That's the question. I, I've done it early. I've done it late. Like, it, it seems like there's no... How late? <laughs> how, yeah, how late? Like, at, a, at meeting the family? <laughs> at the altar. <laughs> you just show up in the dress. We're yes. wearing the same outfit, yeah. There's, there's a slap fight over, no, I am wearing that. No. Right. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, see, I, I was married when I was younger, and it didn't come up. Until what? How? Later. Did that didn't not come up? Come I up? can't imagine why I would be reluctant to bring that up. When but I like was you said, it didn't come up. No, you were hiding it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, what? oh, just never came up. I was in a dress and she didn't even care. She didn't even ask. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? So, but where, where was all your stuff? I, I didn't have you a, didn't a have lot stuff of stuff yet. then. Because I was, I, was, I was married very young. I was, young. I was married very young. Okay. And when did you start dressing as a woman sometimes? 
like sometimes I mean, do you mean like eleven when I would start like stealing my mom's underpants? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. That's sometimes I guess. That's when you I develop mean, the desire to like be right. in women's clothing, right? Like, like oh my god, like this is this is I'm a freak. What what the hell is going on here? And, right. Uh, what, what's wrong with me? Yeah. We're, right. And yeah. then you grew up and you're like nothing's wrong with me. I'm gonna fucking wear a dress. Fuck you. Or at least that's right. not what's wrong with that, me. Right. right. Maybe, there are some... maybe you're a huge piece of shit in other ways. Oh, like we, you're oh, always yeah. late. Right. Uh-huh. See, I think you've zeroed in on why I have trouble meeting women. I'm a huge piece of shit in other ways. Mm-hmm. And I try and justify and say, hey, you, it has to be okay because, you know, this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I should never attempt amateur psychology in front of 300 people. Me either. <laughs> Let's try it. Whatever. You got to try something new. Yeah, well, I mean, you're obviously capable. You've been in numerous long-term relationships. So is there a problem now in your life that is unique to other periods during your life that you're finding? It's... I haven't been single for a while. What's and a while? Like I, 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 I'm just within the last year. I'm out of out of a long term relationship. So and not a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, let, let's say a year and a bit. A year and right. let's use metric. We're in Canada. Let's say a year and a hectare or something. Oh, right. I don't know. How y'all use meters and shit? Yeah. So Celsius. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I had to download a converter app on my phone. Anyway. And then what has been your process to actively meet women during this period? I go, I go to events where people like me would, uh, you know, not be looked at strangely. And, okay, and that's a good idea. You know, you know, go to kink positive, fetish positive yeah. events. But, you know, you know, I'm not... I don't. I don't think I'm revealing any secrets here, but I, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, a spring chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that mean you're old? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, it's a wig, not a magic wand. It's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't think you're that. Old. How old are you? Do you mind I, saying? If you don't want to, it's okay. Oh, you know, I, I I'm in my uh, early forties. Okay, that's, that's not, not old. even old. But no, but it's for to meet. You know, do you like meeting younger women? I thought so, but when I first became single, like I would date, try and you know arrange, try and meet women in their twenties, and it's like, ah, there's there's nothing like you didn't you know. connect. Yeah, there's there's, there's no connection. Earmuffs, ladies. Yeah. No, there's nothing there. It's fine. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> sorry, I'm unless there's a right girl out here that's in their twenties. But well, so do you think you were like sexually attracted to women in their twenties, but then when you would try to make it work, there was just some. Well, block. the last time I was really single was in my twenties, so oh. you you kind of go back right to mm. you know the. When you got out of Shawshank, and right. that's well, and dating has changed so you much. Know, Shawshank dating, whatever. <laughs> I forget these. Nobody knows Shawshank, do they? I'm showing my age. Like I don't know. No, they're just too mad. No, they're just I love sitting there being like, I am 24 and I know a lot, Corinne. <laughs> I am so mad. I can't. I'm leaving 21. right now. <laughs> Wait till I find the perfect meme to capture how I feel right now. Nailed it. <laughs> So what has been the trouble in the past year that you've been single it, that you it, run it? What, like, what's the block that you it, run into? It's like, it's connecting. I mean, I, I guess it's like the, the same, it's, 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 there's this dual layer of finding someone that accepts kind of this. Yeah, of course. And you connect with, and who is age, because I mean, it, it seems like a lot of sort of age appropriate. And this, I guess a lot of guys who are single in their 40s would kind of feel that way. You know, every you know most m- most women you know once they get in their thirties they're with someone, and uh, then you know once they're in their you know uh, I guess late forties aren't with some. So it's kind of I'm hitting that dual kind of problem mm. of being in that early forties age range. Of course, you know, of course I don't look anything like it. 
You look great. lights. No, not you at all. You look fucking great. Um, <laughs> what about, have you ever like hung out in like a court where they get divorces? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> just, and just hang around outside? and just, <laughs> just hang out in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just be like, hey, you, you all right? You want to get a cup of coffee and talk about this? But it, it's kind of being, but, and the women that I have met, they're kind of too freaky for me. Because I'm like, I'm, I, as you said earlier, how, like, how, I, how I don't. I hear some audience reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Someone so freaky for what you. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, like as, as you asked earlier, I, I don't dress like this all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I walk around lo- looking like a poor man's like Russell Crowe most of the time. That's very generous. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I said a poor, a Canadian poor man's Russell Crowe. Okay. I think you look great. Russell Crowe's gained a few, so I mean, I guess I could say that. You're done. Okay, so at these at these like kink events that you go to, that you say. Are, you're accepted by other people like you. Do you? Are you dressed like this, or are you dressed like Sean? No, no, no. I'm dressed like this. Okay. So I think, or kinkier. But I, I mean, think I think that's the problem. See, I Eddie Izzard. I'm so I want to fuck the shit out of Eddie Izzard in the whatever outfit. Probably more in the lady outfit, honestly. Right. Like I'm, I so I think a lot of people are totally open to that. Um, but I think it's hard to because like this feels like a costume it doesn't feel like I'm meeting a real person it feels like I'm meeting kind of like a caricature so I think if you I don't I think you can not easily but I don't think it's like impossible to find someone who's into this like I would totally date someone who was a transvestite but I would not especially because of the kind of transvestite you are more of like an over the top so showy okay, one. Sorry, yeah, like yeah. if it like because Eddie Izzard kind of is like you know just like a, a little eyeliner. Nails. Yeah, he, yeah, mm. yeah, and like a, a suit that's kind of cute. But this is like very costumey, and that's awesome. And I would totally be fine with it. But to meet you like this, it just feels like a weird Halloween hookup or something. Like it doesn't. Right. I don't feel like I'm meeting you. I feel like you're hiding behind something. That's how I would feel. What do you think? Do you, do you think you're hiding behind something? Oh yeah. I mean, I've had some great weird Halloween hookups. <laughs> but but they, they just haven't led to anything. That's I guess the the thing that that, that I run into, because um, I'm also like uh, I, like I, I'm a performer and this kind of feels like a mask to me in a way that yeah. enables. But well, when me you're dating, you don't want the mask on right. when you're dating. You want to be vulnerable because that's what someone's going to be attracted to is your vulnerability and who you really are. Like right. this is part of who you are, absolutely. Yeah. But who is who are who is Sean? Who is your mm-hmm. heart? You know, yeah, like your soul and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then you can like slowly introduce something like this, or like uh, take the woman to a place where maybe uh, transvestites are, but you are not dressed up, and kind of like baby steps. Because I think a lot of people are really open to things, but it's just a lot to digest all at once. Because dating already is so scary for so many people. I hate going on dates, and like if I showed up and you were like this, I would just be like, fuck. Like, uh, well, like well, no, Sean, never... that's not what you were wearing in the fucking picture. <laughs> yeah, but if I got to know you, yeah. You well, it's interesting because I've, I've had two Tinder, I've had a Tinder profile like this, uh-huh. and I've had a Tinder profile as Sean, but I would never show up like this if, okay. if, if someone right. thinks Sean's showing up. Of course, that's a dickhead move. Right. Yeah. 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 Right? I mean, yeah. But, but I'd also love to see the person's face. But also, <laughs> have you done a profile that shows both? 
That's, I guess, that's a little... Why wouldn't you do yeah, that? Right? Or put that's... it in the bio. Just be yeah, like... There yeah. are hints. There's been, there's been hints. Yeah. And, well, I mean, like, what's a hint? You gotta be, you gotta be up front. Yeah. Just, you know, can walk in heels and, you know, just or just show, like, a picture of the... That know, sounds like a joke, yeah. though. Right. It sounds like okay. some dude just being like, oh, I love your dress, can I try it on? And just right. being condescending or something. <laughs> right. I mean, but, just maybe, like, something, like, interested in an alternative lifestyle or whatever the PC bullshit way of saying that is. Because the thing is, anybody who leads a lifestyle that that's, that's taboo. Whenever they're upfront about it, no matter how I feel about whatever taboo that is, it is it's automatically sexy. Yeah. When they're upfront and they don't give a fuck about what you think. I'm Sean. Sometimes I like to wear a dress and a wig and it's awesome. And then sometimes I have a beard and a hockey jersey and I'm a Canadian B-game Russell Crowe and it's also awesome. Yeah, and like I can still fuck the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah. So being confident in both those parts, I think, is automatically sexy. Because it takes a lot of... Women like confidence, and what takes more confidence than a straight man dressing up as a woman and owning yeah. it? It's That's hot. cool. Dude, a man who can walk in heels and wear a dress? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think just, yeah, just stop. Don't hide behind this. This is something great and wonderful, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it, and someone's going to be totally cool with it. But you got to work up to it and right. most importantly let them know you first like you so what Sean. would you say like would you say like third date fourth date like, yeah what would be don't your... wait too long because then it feels like you're like it makes it makes you feel like long. you're a liar even though you're not it just makes right. I, then it because like if things are going well and then all of a sudden like you're like yeah I gotta tell you something like that's no one likes to hear that just tell it sooner rather than later mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would bring it up in a playful way, like, oh, are you into, like, weird, like, sex stuff, like, kinky stuff? Because I'm kind of into things that I would love to tell you about it if you're interested in, like, community or whatever. Like, just ma- intrigue her and then lead her into, like, this is the other world, the other me. Yeah, and I think you, you're, you've been around for, you know, 40-something years. You can, you can gauge. How do you want you? <laughs> But you can, you, can, you can gauge, like, what kind of a person, I'm sure, who's going to be more open to this and then someone who's not. Like, you know, yeah. you, you can just, you can tell who you feel comfortable. Right. And, of course, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised and sometimes you're unpleasantly surprised. But if you, if you have that inclination that it's a safe person to tell you're probably right and you should trust your gut. Cool. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. Thanks. Give it up for Sean. Thank Yay, you so much. Sean. We really appreciate it. Um, so nice meeting you. Uh, okay, real quick. Sorry, no, because I'm, I'm also trying to develop kind of a web series based on my tranny experiences. <laughs> Don't plug shit. No, I, no, no, I wanted to. Shut the fuck up. What's I, your I web asked. series? No, it's, I, it doesn't exist yet, but I'm oh. trying to develop it. And if oh. anybody... Any back is in the room. If, if anybody is, hears your podcast and is interested because yeah. I've made a pilot episode okay. and trying to get funding to make more, they can email me at uh, candylandweb at gmail.com. Is that yeah. also the email for your dating profile? Or no, that's not right. No. I was uh, like, do you we'll end dates like that? Because that yeah. might that's, why you're not getting called Maybe that's, it. that's what it is. I think I've been found out. No, no. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much. Do you need help getting off the stage? Are you all right? No spills, please. Oh. All right, guys. We're going to bring on our guest. Yes. He is a legendary stand-up comedian. Yes, we're so excited. He has so many great stories. He has a show coming out on IFC this November that he'll tell you all about. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about sex. Please give it up for Dana Gould! Hey! Missed you. 
another dude wore my outfit. And it just <laughs> kind of <Sorry>. frantically changed. <laughs> I admire I admire that a lot. Yeah, it's well, awesome. Ed Wood, Ed Wood, famous. Yes. Oh, what a great movie time. too. Mm-hmm. So we were talking backstage, and we also had this to- uh, conversation with Sean on stage about pubic hair. We went right, <clears throat> and how it's okay, like a little right there. Yeah, we yeah. jumped right in. It came up because I was eating a salad that had uh, too many uh, br- Be- little things on the yeah. top. Bean sprouts, and then he bean like, sprouts. Thank you. Yeah, it looked like he just ate a pussy, basically. Um, <laughs> But then we were like, oh. It looked like I was eating She-Hulk's vagina. <laughs> That's amazing. But I guess when you uh, were single after not being single for a long time and you were dating, you realized this trend in pubic hair? I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, was, I got married in 2000 and we were together for 12 years. And then after my divorce, I dated somebody immediately for, which is not uh, smart. Um, like how immediately? Yeah, did you know her before the divorce? Uh, yeah, no, friend of a friend, and they were getting divorced at the same time, and I just said, oh, if you ever want to trade war court, stories. Sean. Yeah, I was like, twins. If you want to trade war stories, we can, and then we ended up in the next Dating. thing. The next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then that ended amicably, I was told. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was out in the dating pool, not too much, and, but uh, yeah, I just never encountered... Uh, that one time and I just found it strange in that it is nearly universal that at some point in between when I got married and now women said collectively you know what guys really like when you look like a giant baby with tits <laughs> and I and I don't all these girls are like yeah, yeah my god giant baby no, with tits I'm, I'm saying that enough I'm saying that's not good and, and as a father of for me, I can only speak oh, for yeah, myself. I have three daughters, so the last time I was I, like, "Oh, please talk right about your daughters." So the, <laughs> so the last time I saw one that looked like that, it was covered in its own poop. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. <laughs> and when you're 21 and it's covered in its own poop, you take take a step back yeah. and ask yourself some questions, maybe reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I really shouldn't be cleaning this up, honey. <laughs> have you ever shit yourself? I have. Oh God, I have. I did just now. <laughs> Just the memory of it. Just well, that's, you know, bears, bears think, <clears throat> bears think that we all walk around with shit in our pants because everyone they've ever caught. Oh, I was like, first I was wow. like, do you mean the animal or like a big gay man? Yeah, and, and then I, I was like, oh, big gay guy? Same, probably same result. Cause you poop when you die. Well, they're guys. just like, well, let's just eat the top half. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a joke. I get it. <laughs> I love that you poop when you die and you poop when you give birth. That's yes, funny. you poop when you die. It's your body's way of going, that's all, folks. <laughs> but at the end, it really kills the end of every romantic movie. Like, I love you. <laughs> it really ruins love story. When you... Love means never having to say, soup. <laughs> Have you ever been in a relationship and the person you were with just did something that grossed you out that you really had a hard time being attracted to him after that? Uh, no, that's usually me. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? I'm, well, I, here's one. My, uh, I, no, I'm, I'm far too uh, clean. I, You've never, I mean, you like fart in front of your significant other, right? Yeah, the, yeah there's, a, there's a time when it's a sad day when the fart hold goes away. 
when the fir- when the early relationship fart hold has to be dismissed. It is and sad, you, isn't and it? And you go down to a lake and you put it on a raft and then you light the raft on fire and send it out. <laughs> well, the first fart in a relationship is the start of the downhill. You know? That's really true. Yeah, and especially if you're competing. sitting, especially if you're sitting on their shoulders. Um, <sighs> That's not good. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, no, there's there's uh, yeah there's the the fart hold. My friend got married and like literally the like the day after he got married he fell off some bleachers whoa that's broke, not what i was expecting broke both of his arms oh and his wife had to wipe his ass for like 6 weeks oh my god the first 6 weeks yeah, of their so marriage yeah and he just kept going it gets better i swear it gets better yeah. i mean oh yeah i could that do, I could do I it need, really yeah i could do that uh, I really no just sent Steven, but I really just took a moment now and I thought about it and I was like, I can do that. I that's, thought about it and I was like, nah. That's where I get off the train, poop. <laughs> I mean, and, then, and any oh. weird like, like, like any like, not even. I mean, I here's the difference between having children and not having children. Oh, I have poop on my hands. Or I have poop on my hands. If you have kids, you've got... You've had poop on your hands. You've had poop on your hands. Well, I remember the first time I got my own poop on my hands. Yes. What kind of night was it? Please tell me it was during a game of I bet I can shit on my hand. (laughs) Who can shit on the hands first wins? (laughs) No, I was just wiping my butt. (laughs) Like, just boring. No, and that's how I knew my mother was a good mother because, or like the greatest mother. And this, getting poop on my hands made me not want to have kids because my mom said to me, even President Clinton, it was Bill at the time, even President Clinton has gotten poop on his hands. And I was like, what a great response. Right. And then I never felt bad about getting poop on my hands anymore. And also I was like, oh, I would have never thought of that. I would have just been like, you're disgusting. Right. So I shouldn't have kids. And now, and now that we know what we know about President Clinton, it might have come moments after he said, come on, poop on my hands. Poop on my hands. <laughs> I'm just doing, I'm just, just re- cutting off tension, just releasing tension, just poop on my hand. Do you, raising daughters, yeah, is they, that they scary also, to you? I've had conversations with poop. people that, oh, that's great, that my, are like, I'm scared, to, I don't want to have a girl, I want to have a boy because I don't want to raise a girl in this type of world. I mean, it's Oh, it's awful, no, then, it's, it's awful, yeah, some, yeah, it's awful, I can't go there. Oh. The world is so terrible. Well, yeah. how old are your daughters? Uh, seven, 12, and 14. Ooh, okay. Have you, uh, do, you, do you have the sex talk with them? And when do you do it? Do you wait for them I, to do something? Or nothing, do they ask? No. Never? You're just sending you them just out into the world? Just leave out, I just leave out a stack of magazines. <laughs> no, their mom, I'm, you know, I think their mom probably takes care of handles that. Maybe, yeah. hopefully. That's why no, I... No, we've had, we've had that discussion. You're going to, um, because I don't want to, yeah. You do. Why don't we want to talk to your daughters about yeah. sex? We're thinking of just telling the seven-year-old. And, letting the and maybe she'll like it'll be a game of telephone and hopefully it'll be accurate by the That's time it gets to the 14 know, year old here's something really awful we, we, this is true some real awful things you, you have this whole generation of kids that are being you know kids have access to porn way too much yeah the internet someone doesn't have a computer phone. back there a lot more someone is still using a typewriter bad and girl, news time computers that horr- that's one of the things that horrifies me about the yeah. idea of having a daughter they, or well, son. They, they have access to porn way too soon, and they get way too much of it. Mm-hmm. And the kids are growing with a very warped perspective of what sex and intimacy means. 
there is like a lot of young guys think it's normal to to choke or strangle a, a woman during intimacy. That's crazy. And, and it's really <laughs> She loves being choked. Oh. But you know, you need to give a heads up. You can't just choke a bitch. You know? But we would I, be terrible because I love giving the Heimlich, so it's actually just a perfect <laughs> perfectly wrong. Well, it's funny. I think about that a lot. Like I didn't grow up with a, with the internet on my phone until I was in college, I think. And I saw porn early on on my dad's computer. Yeah, I, I saw and that it. fucked me up. Yeah. And I got so much less of it than the the amount that teenagers now are getting. I cannot imagine. And I mean, we've all I mean, like, my first point, couple hookups. Porn, porn has to end at a certain point. I mean, I don't know Does where it, will it? Where it, well, I, I I think it would be great at the end of every here will be the end of porn if at the end of every scene they just put birth footage. Uh, <laughs> if they had the born like to completion. Nine, month, nine months later, and then a baby's born. Oh my God, that's um, funny. But, uh, that's a good idea, Dana. But, I, but I, I, you know, at a certain point, it's just getting so, you're getting into the old Tom Waits joke. At what point do we get girls without skin? I mean, there's only so much more they can do. Just to, like a skeleton in a sea of static. I don't know. Uh, well, they came out with a sex doll, some, some I forget which country, and they... they uh, shot a video of the prototype and it looked like a woman. I'm like, oh, every dude's gonna want to get that and then no one, then he could do whatever and no one's right. gonna say no. Yeah. yeah, that might be the end of overpopulation. True, good point, actually. I think it was China yeah. that was doing it. No, yeah. Don't they have an overpopulation no, problem? Well, in China, yeah. China, see, here's the problem with China. They had, no. Listen up, Canada. Listen up. <laughs> My, well, here's the great, in China, to curb overpopulation, they had the one-child policy. Right. So they said, you only have one child. But in China, culturally, they honor boys. And what happens is, if you're a young man and you get married, your wife and you live and take care of your parents. Mm. And the wife's parents can go fuck themselves. <laughs> and so a lot of families would have a girl, and they go, no, we don't want a girl, we want a boy, because we want to retire someday. And so the girl would then be left on the steps of an orphanage and maybe adopted yeah. by somebody like me. Women. Oh. Um, and, uh, no, that wasn't and like a joke. Like no, it wasn't. No, you like adopted. I have three daughters. My, my daughters are from China. Everyone was uh, just oh, like, shit. is this going into a pedophile thing? And no, I was like, no, my daughters are Dana, adopted. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. Dana, he doesn't know what he's gotten himself in. No, here. my children are But what you have as a result in China is a large population of men who don't have women around oh. because the population is so skewed right. towards men. It's like seven to three or something like that. Uh, and so you have a large uh, population of men who have access to nuclear weapons and Ooh. no access to pussy. Was that? Yeah. Okay. So that's a problem, <laughs> which is why I'm investing in the Vegas to Beijing hooker channel, mm, which I think cool. is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, that's really empowered women in China. It was odd because it was a very patriarchal society, but now women have all this power because they are in charge of supply and demand. Oh. Good the point. law. And you the law you of unintended consequences. You what? The law of unintended consequences. Yeah, damn. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's ironic that women can rise to power in a society where they mostly get left on stairs when they're babies. Right. And that's what it fucking takes to get us a fucking leg well, up in this time, goddamn world. Right. Yeah, you have a lot of time to think when you're on a staircase. So. It's true. I got, I'm out here. I guess I'm going to make a plan. Well, in New York and L.A., women have to pay money to go on stairs that lead nowhere. <laughs> right, right. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's uh, how did you learn about sex as a kid? Where, did you get a sex talk? <laughs> no. Oh, I did. Oh. Um, I did. 
I remember very specifically in second grade, walking home from school with my friends. I lived in a small town and we walked to school. And I remember saying quite, quite adamantly, when they have intercourse, it's a baby. And when they have a blowjob, that's where, in the parlance of the day, retarded babies come from. That was what, what I thought. I was nine. <laughs> what an asshole. I was nine. <laughs> so you didn't want blowjobs then? No way. Damn. Uh, Catholicism, no. you've done this it again. Is a this is the belief of a nine-year-old. I thought access to porn. Men, and, girls pee out of their butt, so yeah. don't worry. And then I asked my mom where babies came from, and she said it in the most perfunctory way possible and went back to vacuum cleaning. <laughs> Everyone's like, what does perfunctory mean? <laughs> Dad puts, his thing, I, I Dad puts his thing in mommy's thing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Were you freaked out when you first learned that sex involved uh, insertion? Yeah. But you're the one who inserts. It's scarier but for it's, us. But you're not your, it's your mom. Well, yeah. You don't want anybody doinking your mom when you're nine. <laughs> Amazing. Well, so, you, and you, you're ca- you had a Catholic upbringing, right? Yeah. And you were an altar boy, is that? Right? Yeah, and yet nothing. I was going to say, <laughs> did you leave untouched? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> oh, you weren't hot enough. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. That really made me doubt my appeal. <laughs> Did you, you know anybody? Laid, if you can't get laid as an altar boy in the Boston Archdiocese in, Where the, 1980, in the 1980s, you are doing something wrong. Yeah. So. As my friend Larry Brown would say, I couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a fistful of pardons. <laughs> um, Did you, was that no. even an, a, a situation that you were aware of when you were a kid? No. Like that, no. that was happening? Nope. No, well, we all knew that priests were funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's what they called funny. it. Yeah, but but there was we were uh, pretty uh, secure. And what kinds of, what did what types of things did you learn about sexuality through Catholicism? Uh, that it was. <laughs> Why nothing, is that funny? Nothing. Because I feel like I know the answer, but there was just yeah. Was just, oh yeah. Um, that women have a bum in their front. <laughs> um, bum. Yep. No, it was it was the most horribly repressive, bass backwards, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> sexual education. My dad had a ton of porn, and that's really where I... Did you find it? Oh, yeah. That's probably Where'd why I'm so... It? He kept it under his bureau. And it, was even, it wasn't even Playboy. It was Penthouse, which is a lot more... Yes. ...back at the, to- mm-hmm. at the time. It was a lot of, uh, you know, it looked like... Pussies? It just looked like somebody dropped some cold cuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, a meaty vagina. Yeah. Is yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, but, uh, Were you scared of the vagina? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, no. It was uh, it was always awesome, but I think that that's why I'm so predisposed to not like women with no uh, hair in their body because I grew up in late '70s penthouse porn. Right. That's so interesting. Where I mean, every girl looked like uh, Lenny Kravitz was tying their shoes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I had to think. I'm of glad it. we waited for I that. Didn't, I, I didn't have it ready it, right? when I yeah. started the sentence. Well, mm. I think it's so interesting when young boys see breasts or a vagina for the first time. When even when they're nine, they're like, "Whoa!" But when a young girl sees a dick, she's like, Ugh. "Yeah, yeah." I'm. I never was like, "Yeah, dick." Yeah. yeah. I feel like I gotta go like this to it. I don't know why. It's just natural. Right. Girls don't. I, I've never met a no. girl that describes. That early like magnetism towards a penis, I, and, and that's mm. and that's to stay on, and that's like the weird thing about manscaping. Did you manscape? No, not grow up. Did, 
Stop taking care of yourself, not you everything, Not everything has to be cute. True. Okay. Chicken parts. Right. It looks like chicken parts. Your balls, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need it to look like chicken parts in cellophane at the store. I'm fine with it looking like chicken parts that have been thrown on the floor of a busy barber shop. <laughs> so but how about ever, people like I hope I'm not turning you gals on too much out there. Ladies, don't slide off your seat too fast, okay? Yeah, I'm sure someone's into it. I look, um, like, a, I look like a munchie chee. <laughs> but wait, some people trim though to make their dick look bigger. If you need... Like, look. That's Conf- a good point. I should Confirmed. tell my husband. <laughs> Uh, there's a you lot of places I could go on that. I'm not going to go. Some of us don't have to. Because you have a big dick. Because I have a magnifying glass as a belt buckle. Oh. <laughs> just throw it down. Because you've never shaved your pubes? No. Wow. I mean, I keep it neat so it doesn't look like an aerial so photo. Trim. So oh, it doesn't so look lying. like. Skate. Well, lying. I don't want it to look like an aerial photo of the Jackson 5. But, uh, <laughs> right. I just want to keep asking you pubes. We're running out of black celebrities, Dana. We're really, Dana. We're really yeah. in a strange. <laughs> um, okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> I got crabs when I was oh. 14. Yeah, you just, no, you just go right into you it. You got crabs when you were 14? I got crabs five years before I got laid because my brother was Ooh. home from the army and slept in my bed. Oh! That's so suck. You didn't even get pussy crabs. crabs. <laughs> no, and I didn't know what was going on. Dana, that yeah, I know. sucks. Ooh. I got crabs from my brother, Mike. Mike. I didn't know what was going on, and I was really itching. And then you, there's little flecks of blood in your underwear, and I went. Because oh. the crabs are pinching you. Because they, yeah, they borrow the your skin. Seaweed is always clean. So I went to my mom, mom, uh, and she said, "Talk to your dad." And my dad laughed and said, "I had the quote saber tooth crotch crickets." And That's what your dad told you? And sent me on my bike to the pharmacy oh, to get this stuff. Now called, I know why you want to talk to your kids called, called A2000, which was the dead crap. But you would think, why? <laughs> I didn't realize until I was older how poorly he performed as a parent in some areas. <laughs> um, Did you ever get pissed off at Mike for that shit? No, I didn't even go there. That's I went nice right of you. To, I went right to... I went right to my parents' lack of, like, yeah. Oh, I thought he was gonna be like, I went you right should to have the pharmacy. Ste- you should have stepped. <laughs> you should have stepped in. Yeah. And made this a little easier on me. Wow. Did you share the crew? But with I will Mike? say this. Uh, no, he had, by that time I think he had gone back to uh, back to base. He was in the army. Huh. But I will say this: it did give me uh, a Herculean load of shame. And uh, really, I've, turned, I've spun that into comedic gold. So maybe you're a comedian because you got crabs when you were 14 from yeah, your brother Mike. Yeah, I think Mike. so. Yeah. It's my first entourage, as the old saying goes. So where, through that experience, in what other ways did you realize that your dad fell short? <laughs> yeah, because where's the shame coming from? Just let you it all out. Oh, you didn't ask for the crabs. Well, I don't no know. one does. M- making me wait till the hockey game was over before he took me to the hospital to get my broken collarbone set? Does that come into play? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that counts. Was the game close? It was, and it was oh, the Bruins-St. Well. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. It was the Bruins Blues. I mean, I do understand it in retrospect. <laughs> He wasn't interested in being a dad. He was interested in being your friend if mm. you were into what he was into. Right. Like if it you was were just cool. a genera- It was just a generational thing. I love my dad. He's 85. He's still going. And he's really changed as a person. Somebody yeah. just let a balloon deflate. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, no, he's really changed. He's, he's tr- changed a lot as a, as a person. Um, That's uh, great. To his, to his credit. But um, 
he was not uh, the most active uh, parent as a kid. And I was the fifth of six, so I was basically, if I wasn't on fire, I was left alone pretty much. Thank God you got so, grabs. And once I knew where his porn was, it wasn't long before my penis looked like the handlebar grip of a child's bike. <laughs> I'm glad that you said child. Yeah, we needed to get that in there. Did you get the pages of your dad's porno stuck together? No, I... Damn. You don't jizz on the book. That's, oh, you don't? That's like sacred. Like, you keep that up, oh, out yes. of the way. And... I always thought you jizzed in the book or in a sock. No, I think like all men, I jizz in my girlfriend's conditioner. What? Nothing. Oh, I was like, Just I was like, do people do that? No. Should I be looking out for that? <laughs> Shit. No, I mean, if you see it, oh, there seems to be more conditioner than yesterday. That's a problem. <laughs> Do you now because your dad was less active? I just, I just made it up. It's a ha ha, y'all. He's just fucking with you. Ha 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 dot com. It, it was fine. Yeah. Do you wait? So do, are, do you try to like? Do you feel like you compensate with your relationship with your daughters because your dad was less active? Or oh, like, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And what kinds of what kinds of things are important for you as a dad to let your daughters know, or things to do with your daughters? What's oh well, I. I this is sounds so self-serving. I'm a really uh, active. I'm very uh, in the life. I was texting them just before I came down here. Um, I, you know, I'm very. Uh, I know what their homework is. I know what sport they're playing. I talk to them every day about all that stuff. Their mom and I only live five minutes apart, so it's a very nice. uh, amicable situation, and they go back and forth with with ease. And um, I also apologize to them when I'm wrong, which I think is really important. When I fuck up, mm, I'll say, okay. oh, I really made a mistake. I'm sorry yeah, about that. That is important. That. I think it's important for them to know that figures in authority are full of shit. And, um, and that includes parents. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's important to know that your parents aren't, you think they're these superheroes, you put them on a pedestal, and then I feel like a lot of parents, like mine, a lot of times didn't apologize when they were wrong, so I just thought something was wrong with me. So right, you, right. You're either going to internalize it or your parent's going to apologize, and then you'll yeah. be healthy, you know? Yeah, and, I'm ver- and the, 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 the thing that I, and so much of it is by example. You know, I, um, uh, you know my kids are really polite to people in service, like waitresses and waiters and stuff like that. They're super polite to those people because I am. And I would, I would hate that more. Like, I, would, I don't mind you being rude to a cop, but don't be rude to a waiter. Yeah. Oh, I always, I judge somebody by how they treat people in yeah. those types of positions because yeah. if you're rude But don't to, be rude to a cop. <laughs> not in America. But yeah, but for like a <laughs> different reason, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, when someone is rude to like a waitress and the waitress isn't being yeah, rude, it's like, it's like I, 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 yeah. you're gross. It's also a great way to get pee in your food. Yeah, I was like, it's just yeah. not smart. You can get shot in America. We had to shoot him. He was going for his sarcasm. <laughs> so how is dating after being... Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's how do you great. meet women? Well, I've never, um, I've never been on any dating website. I was going to ask um, Tinder. I haven't done any of that. And um, I, I kind of feel like I'm just trained as a husband. That's all I know how to do. So... <laughs> You know, I'm just going up to women in bars. Excuse me, I couldn't help noticing you're sitting there by yourself, but uh, I know we just met, but I thought maybe you'd like to tell me what I've done wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're getting... I was wondering if you had a long list of chores and errands you'd like me to do tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, no, it, it, it sucks. But I... Dating, I mean, dating it's can all, be. Well, I've been, 
you know, I've been out of I've been out of the game literally for 21 years. Literally for 21 years. Yeah. Um, and if that's 18 plus three, and um, <laughs> and you know, there's just I don't have any game. I don't know if there's a league or a stadium still. <laughs> well, how do you pick um, up a woman? Like, I if just, you like those, women, make milk. That's usually <laughs> what I go Ooh. to. Yeah, that's um, why it's not no, working out for no. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, you gotta die of something. There's one. Um, <laughs> No, I actually, I just started seeing someone, and it's really interesting. Uh, they thought our first date was not a date. Um, oh, that's my you favorite. Tricked them. Yeah, they thought it was like, uh, uh, like a business thing. Because they're a writer, I just like oh. oh we should meet we should I said we should have uh, we should have uh, dinner or something and I said great and she just assumed that because I'm a writer and she's a writer it was like oh what do you work yeah on? I was like why did they think yeah. that because you were like oh let's do a business thing. yeah I didn't say do a business I said dinner and then uh, yeah and then like halfway through I, I made a joke about it going really well and they went oh. Yeah. <laughs> but we're dating, we were still seeing each other. I mean, but worked. that was like, but then it, it worked, worked out. out. Yeah, oh, that's out. great. Yeah, it could have been horribly embarrassing. Then, yeah. <laughs> and how do you go about? Uh, so you and your ex-wife are on um, are amicable, but like, yeah. how do you go about introducing, or do you at all introduce new it's women? Just to happening. Your children. That's really, okay. That's really well. Um, it was hard for the the first girl woman that I. Okay. Dated after well no girl it's girlfriend oh right I, I don't like the word girlfriend there's there's no appropriate adult female social companion right yeah there's you no, guys say girlfriend you know, anytime no someone weird. says like yeah. this is my lady friend I'm like yeah. please die right yeah. now Ugh. I say don't ever call me your yeah, lady friend I call her the keeper of my magic magic <laughs> That's a with cool a K one. magic with a K um, uh, no there's no ap applicable term and it was very difficult with the first woman I dated because it was actually one of their friends and she was 13 at the time no <laughs> JK no, they never. They never met that because their mom uh, had just uh, got in the relationship. So we, I kind of let that happen. And then, uh, and uh, they're just getting ready to meet uh, the woman that I'm dating uh, now. First, uh, I meet. First, I meet the partner. Uh, I met my wife's uh, person. We sat down. And had a How little, was that? It's fine. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, you fine. like the guy? He's a good guy. Nice. Great. Nice guy. What do you beer? talk about? Like, uh, so, uh, I so used you were to a fuck my girl. Huh? No. Now you're fucking her. Yeah, that's exactly what we my talked about. My dick was in it. Your dick's <laughs> yeah. in it now. That's yeah. why hey. I feel uncomfortable like meeting like, my boyfriend. If you go parents. down on her, it's like you blew me. Give <laughs> me in the attic. High five, bro. That was exactly <laughs> what was. That Make was retarded babies together. You. Yeah. That's exactly Call right. <laughs> we're going to dominate the Special Olympics. <laughs> um, uh, it, it was uh, very. Uh, very, very uh, great because you know our, our, our we didn't get an angry divorce. We were just like, this is over. You yeah, know? that's great. Was, yeah. yeah, and we we stayed. We decided in January, and I um, nothing changed at all until June. We lived together, and because we wanted to get the kids through school, and it, so it wasn't that? that kind of deal. Not very rewarding comedically, but right. I'll take it. <laughs> and um, and uh, and so now, yeah, I met her partner, and it's great. Now she's going to meet my partner, and uh, they'll have a you know little chat. It's basically like you know, the kid can't touch a hot stove, you know. <laughs> right. You know, Do you know the yeah. simple rule? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah stuff like that. Mm. And uh, you don't want your kids around people that aren't responsible. That's it. Not exciting. Not funny. Well, when you were when you were dating, when you were single on the scene, how quick would you sleep with someone? Oh, I want to know um, how fast Dana Gould moves. I don't move quickly at all because I'm so terrified of rejection that I usually oh. go, uh, I'll wait till it's like, are you going to fuck me? 
you wait till she's about to yeah. in, insert you in yeah. her. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you're like, he oh, sees a wet oh, spot, and then he's I, like, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I like, I'm so, I'm so, uh, I'm so horrified of rejection uh, that I. Why? I, I'm so horrified of rejection. I lie that the date is not a date. I say it's a business date, and then I. Oh, uh, so now the truth is coming out. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then. Um, Why are you so halfway through the, halfway through sex? I'll say this is just a CPR class. <laughs> But how can you be afraid of rejection? You're in the entertainment yeah, business. That's what this is. Because I, I get it. I, it's just se- sexual rejection as well. Oh, okay. Right. So, the, but what's well, more vulnerable? What? <laughs> Has anybody done that when they saw? No. <laughs> Rape whistle. Do you oh. think you're attractive? What? Do you think you're attractive? I think. Huh? <laughs> you're, I think you're a very handsome man. If it counts, if that I matters. I appreciate that very much. I think I look like a very handsome. Toe. With a beard and like, glasses. Like if there was a toe, I'd be a good-looking toe. Mm. Or maybe... Yeah, you shouldn't the, go on Tinder and like say anything. Like the good-looking hobbit. Yo, a hobbit's hobbit. I know I don't look... Uh, I don't, no, I don't. I don't this think one I, down here I don't is comparing any, himself to no, Russell Crowe. I don't think... Yeah. I, I You're going in the opposite direction. I don't think any comedian thinks they're attractive. You're fine. I don't think any comedian. No, I think I'm. You know, I, I'm not I like. Think you got so the I don't, cute glasses. I'm not scaring children. Um, <laughs> you know, it's I'm built like a condom full of walnuts. I mean, I, oh, I try. Well, that sounds um, horrible. I'm finding out more and more as we talk to men. Like men, are, I think, are more insecure than women. Oh yeah, which is totally. weird. Because we act so repulsed when yeah. they when we don't want when we don't want a part of it. I mean, it, there's very few times when a woman is going to approach a man and be like, "Do you want to do something?" And he's gonna be like, <coughs> <coughs> "Yeah." Like yeah. we've all we've all done yeah. that. You know what? Know. That happened to me with a dude once. You wanted like, to put what in your someone mouth? Someone did that to you? Yeah, I was, I was a little gra- when I'm single. I am aggressive. Was it uh-huh. like Brad Pitt or like who? How high were you going? going pretty high. Oh, I was like, how high were you I aiming? I shoot for the stars and then I land on the moon. I'm like, the moon's great. It's great. I like the moon. The moon's fucking what great you. I think it's um, the opposite. I think I come off too aggressive uh, when I like a guy. I've been, I've been in a relationship for five stars. years, so it's not, you know, uh, a problem now. But I think... Well, I'm very, just very direct, and I'm like, "Do you want to hang out? Do you want to?" Maybe I get a little clingy, actually, because I'm like, "Do you want me to come over? I'll come over. What are you doing? Like, are you watching TV? Okay, oh well, my God. why can't I come over? Accommodating. Now I get it. Yeah, maybe I'm a little stalkerish. This, I mean, I would say accommodating. Yeah. Hey, if I I kill, hey, just curious. If I kill you, do I become you? How's this work? <laughs> I think women should hit on men more, though. I think that will. First of all, we want to. Don't you agree, though? Because. Like Steven, my boyfriend always says, like, I wish women would hit on men more because yeah. it's Well I, usually the women that hit on me are wearing a necklace full of eyeless doll heads. Ooh. Yeah. I hey, can see that. Yeah. Um, but I would also wear that necklace. Yeah, sure. So, so. you're a walking Etsy store. Of course you would. <laughs> and can, that's, Etsy. that's the can rudest I, thing anyone's ever said to I, me. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Can I tell you I was like, I'm obviously a walking hot topic, so Please. Here's it. I will tell you a funny, a funny story, a true story about my uh, new adult female social companion, and, uh, <laughs> and myself. One of we uh, went on a uh, cleanse because I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta doing this show that's going to premiere on IFC on Halloween and then rerun on November second called Stand Against Evil, which is a horror. 
comedy and it's really funny and really scary and it's great. Just saw a We did we yeah. did just watch Fucking the pre- it was really good. I'm really so good. excited great. for this TV show. It's really great. I was in Atlanta for six weeks and I got fat as a fucking wood tick. Cause we were shooting all night and you're just eating to stay awake and and I'm I was I'm now one eighty, I came back at one ninety. And so we went a, yeah, I looked I was but, I was butter I looked at the Michelin I signed autographs as the Michelin tire man. You people do came, have low self-esteem. People came up to me. Are you are you him? I am him, Michelin tire man. <laughs> I looked like Louis Anderson's shadow in a pond. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I felt awful. So I went on a cleanse, and she went on a cleanse with me, although she didn't need it. And then we were so hungry for awful food that we just started going like, I'd like look at a picture of apple pie and like, look, at that. I don't even want to eat it. I just want to fuck it. And she's like, yeah, you're gonna fuck. Th-. She's really funny. She goes, yeah, you're gonna fuck that pie. Did you just stick your dick in that pot? And then we're just like, oh, you know, I'd like to fuck right now. A cup of coffee. Oh, because we couldn't have coffee in this you cleanse. Couldn't have coffee? No. And she's like, oh, you just want to stick your dick in that coffee. Just get dip your Did balls you in it? that coffee and paint yeah. the kitchen floor with your coffee balls. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I want to fucking Did do. You? Did you dip your dick in the coffee? No. So this would be the what it would look like. Hot. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> but that became part of our like the way we talk to each other. So now, like, when we go out to eat, we're like, anything on here you want to fuck? Yeah, I like to fuck that. I like that. But it's great, but we can't ever break up. Because that when you bring the old relationship shorthand into the new relationship, mm-hmm. like, yeah. just out to dinner with somebody, anything on the dessert menu you think you'd like to shove in your pussy? Yeah. What? And then you're like, what? And she's like, bye. Oh, my girlfriend and I used to talk about <laughs> fucking food. We used I'm to sorry. Food. <laughs> she was really funny. She talked about me painting the kitchen floor with my coffee balls. She's a real good person. <laughs> I feel like you're predicting the future right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you got to always explain that. So we have to wrap up soon, but I, I do want to end. The uh, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. And oh, you're fir- sweet. Thank you. It's true. The first, and, and I the you. First, <laughs> the first Shut time up. I was... Uh, and I you now, Chokey. Oh, thank you. Um, not about chokers, about fucking choking during sex, guys. Yeah. Keep up. Uh, not the, Matilda reference. They were I'm like, what not, are they talking I'm just, about? I'm too, that comes up, and I know we're going to wrap up. Like, I'm not like an aggressive dude. Uh-huh. No. I'm like every time like a woman is like I like it a little rough like, here's my version of rough like, yeah. oh that ain't rough just, oh no I'm like that's less like, rough that's than just I, not oh, yeah. hitting anyone bare, at all kind of bare, bare knuckle tentative is what you get from me <laughs> <laughs> you're a dirty girl oh. well speaking of you're a dirty girl the first time I was introduced to you and what made me a fan of yours was the first time I watched you doing comedy you were talking about your experiences at a sex dungeon. Yes. So I just wanted you to share that yeah. story with the audience. Um, it was my, uh, a different woman, I was dating a different woman, um, uh, and it was my 29th birthday, and she said, you should go get spanked. And I went, oh, 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 oh dear, dear, don't, you're mad, you're mad. Um, used to be why don't we just go to the club and play crooked? Um, so she took me to this bar that had an S&M night in in West Hollywood and they had a a big like a leather padded cross and it was a bar and there was like a girl with a flogger and and I was really like same old same old but I was like (laughs) I was kind of on TV a lot at the time and I was like I don't think I can go in here and she goes who here is gonna know you in here yeah that's what made me like her in the story that's a a good part that's Mm -hmm. a good point so I went in and I was on this dumb cross and a 
dominatrix was. It's your Catholic upbringing back at you, half-hearted, baby. Half-heartedly flogging me, and my girlfriend was right there cracking up. And then, <laughs> and then, well, you know, it's like I have four older brothers. Like, getting beat up is not high on my list of things I still want to do. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I, I got this. You know, it's yeah. Like, you know, if, if, I, if, my, if I jacked off and my brothers beat me up, I'd have done that and had this time years ago. <laughs> um, but that'd be one way of getting out of being bullied. Just yeah, every time they punch you, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you call yeah, me you're gonna bully, yeah, you're going to bully me. You want my lunch money? Come yeah. and get it. Exactly. <laughs> Here's your exactly. lunch money. That's such a great a anti-bullying idea. tactic. Yeah, that's really Jerk off on your bullies, guys. Oh, my God. What a team we are. Don't. <laughs> so, anyway, long, so long story short, while I was getting uh, flogged, uh, this... S&M couple walked up. Like the guy looked like Alice Cooper, and the woman looked like she was dressed up as the guy dressed up as Alice Cooper. <laughs> and, uh, they literally walked up to me like two inches from my face, like, "Oh my God, you're Dana Gould. You're like my favorite comedian." <laughs> like, oh well, thank you. For, oh, thank you very much. Oh, nice to see you. And that's a lesson in sex and celebrity el- etiquette, exactly. everybody. <laughs> And the next thing you know, I came like a motherfucker, and that's all that matters. Did you really? No. No, you Damn it. No, you didn't. I I was like, what a perfect ending. And jizz. (laughs) Nice. Well, thank you so much for being on Guys We Fuck the Anti-Sexy Podcast. Thank you. Where can we find you online? What's your Twitter? Remind us when your show comes out, because it looks Uh, amazing. DanaGould.com, at DanaGould on Twitter, DanaGould on Instagram, and uh, November 2nd, at 10 o'clock on IFC, Stan Against Evil. It's really scary and really funny at the same time. That's awesome. Give awesome. Dina Gould a hand, everybody. Give it up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming out to Just for Laughs. Uh, we want to say hello to everybody, but they have another show coming in. So if you want to say hi, you can go out to the street and to the left where the line is not, and we'll be right out and we'll say hi. Yeah. And, and we have two shows tomorrow as well. One at 9 p.m. and the midnight show is here. Yeah. And I think there's still tickets available. That's our touring show where we do stand-up and okay. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So. Thank you so much. Get home safe. Have a great night. Get up for Dana Gould, everybody! Just a hiccup to my heart We didn't even last very long All I know is I did my part And now my case of hiccups is gone You were a hiccup A hiccup A hiccup to my heart A hiccup A hiccup, a hiccup to my heart It started when you said you needed space I hadn't thought that anything was wrong But then my head was all over the place And I realized in my heart you don't belong You were a hiccup, a hiccup A hiccup to my heart A hiccup, a hiccup But now my case of hiccups is gone.